7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me as always on this lovely program, on this lovely spring day, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. I think spring is finally, yes, it's finally sprung. Yeah, it's beautiful oh, today. We hit 80. Yeah, I think it's like 75 here, so I, I like it in the 70s. That's perfect for me. And, of course, Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. You might be able to turn I, the AC on. I did, and I cut my grass, too. Ooh. Wow. I took the day off work tomorrow because that's what I need to do. <laughs> so, so yes, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. Cutting you know the they old say, grass. First cut, first cut is the deepest. That is true. And actually, you should lower your wheels and really scalp it this time of year. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> or get the rototiller out like my insane neighbor who got fired from the landscaper and was like, I'll show them all. And he rototilled his yard like three years ago, and now it's all just dirt. So, <laughs> forgot the essential grass seed portion of growing new grass. Uh, um, so, I think there might be some mental health issues there. But anyway, welcome to the program. Uh, <laughs> We got a lot of hurt feelings to deal with tonight, everybody. I mean, it's, uh, oh my God, seriously, what's up with these Trump cucks needing a safe space, really? I got hurt feelings, I got hurt feelings, I got hurt feelings. My goodness, heavens to Murgatroyd. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk about the White House, we'll talk about the White House Correspondence Dinner um a little later on in the program but there's been a lot of stuff that's been breaking especially the, the big story from last night um <laughs> uh joe was the first to share that that one that was a doozy uh apparently uh somebody a lot of people are th- thinking that maybe it was the trump uh, administration leaked a whole bunch of questions and it's not like classified or anything it's you know questions that Mueller wants to ask trump in a sit-down interview it's all questions relating to things that trump already knows about things that trump already said things that trump has already done people in his orbit have said and done and trump's having a meltdown on twitter saying there's no no questions about collusion yes there were <laughs> there totally were so many questions about collusion you numb nuts <laughs> i mean uh, yeah it, but nobody ever said they didn't the word collusion wasn't in there no yeah exactly. yeah so, uh, so i'm sure therefore, we can tell once again he is so scholarly 
Yeah. And he's sure. reading and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure the word orange isn't in there anywhere, but he is still orange. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is the, the, the people that are saying, oh, this definitely was re- released by the Trump administration. And uh, but they were saying there was all kinds of grammatical errors. And it was like the first tip off. But it's like, why would they why would they alter it to release it? Or maybe they did alter it to take out more uh, damning stuff. I don't know. Some say or maybe Trump wrote it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, it wasn't in all caps on Twitter. So I doubt that the, that would have been a dead this, giveaway. That. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now, Joe, this was uh, published by the New York Times last night, right? That's right. They broke the story. Uh, Michael Schmidt. I think we're all uh, used to Michael breaking big stories. Oh, yeah. You want to give us a few tidbits out of it? Or, you know, Rain, if you know any, by all means. Well, basically, the New York Times broke it. Michael Schmidt. He won't say who leaked it to him. (laughs) But... (laughs) Uh, fake, he, sources. Uh, fake sources, yeah, Joe. Fake sources. But uh, basically, there are 49. Let's see, they call them questions, but it's been speculated that really they're just topics. And mm-hmm. for each of the 49 topics, there may be 10, 20 more questions. So this yeah. could could be a week-long sit-down with Mr. Trumper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the questions so, are very, very strange to me. Like, I'm scrolling back through the article again and down here. What did you think and do about Mr. Comey's May 3rd, 2017 testimony? Like, it's such a, it's such a, so what do you think? What you thinking about? Yeah, well. On your I, mind. I think <laughs> that many experts have speculated, well, not speculated, they're, they're almost certain that these questions were not well first of all they were not leaked by Mueller or his team yeah furthermore they probably weren't written or phrased by Mueller or their team there's grammatical errors there it is not in lawyer speak so uh, apparently these questions were put together by someone who talked to the Mueller team who was giving that someone or was privy to what that someone was getting from the Mueller team as far as a broad range of topics. And they distilled them down into these 49, what you would call, topic heads. Yeah, I, you know what I think it is? I, yeah. I really think that this is, this is Giuliani. He denies it. Of course he does. Well, with you got to believe him. With his upper or lower teeth, does he deny it? Oh, he doesn't have lower does. teeth. <laughs> his, he denies it with his, his spittle. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, this he is... Says, this he, is says, he, says, I, he says, I didn't do it. I say I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Suffering thuck Suffering thuck If I did it, I say it. I, I still think it was Giuliani because he just <laughs> met with Mueller. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Um, but, you know, if he says he didn't, didn't do it, I guess we have to take him at his word. Because, yeah, as we oh, know, yeah. Giuliani is the most honest guy and also the hero of yeah. 9-11. Yes. Yes. So Dowd, Dowd, uh, Dowd was accused and uh, issued a instant denial right on Ari Melber's show. <laughs> was it a strong See, denial? 
<laughs> what I find interesting no, about no that. Spittle. Oh, sorry. I said there was no spittle. No spittle. What I find <laughs> interesting about that is I I strongly suspect that Dowd probably put together this list of things because Dowd was Dowd was in negotiations with mm-hmm. trying to figure out when the president is going to meet. Oh, I'm sorry, I said that. When Trump is going to meet with Mueller, he was he was. I could see these questions being like kind of you know just spitballed. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of spittle, I, I, I think you're onto something there, Rain. But, I think what happened. Doubt is gone. Doubt is gone, and I can totally see Giuliani like this is leftover stuff from Dowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And releasing this. Exactly, and it and the operative theory here is that whoever leaked this, Giuliani. Um, (laughs) he did it to get Trump's attention knowing his uh, reticence to sit longer than five minutes without a pacifier yeah so the only way to get him is to get it on cable news leak it out to the press where he'll read it and get the impact of what he's facing to get him to back off from doing this (laughs) Don't do yeah, this. Look at the these war. questions. You can't walk this minefield, Mr. President, without blowing up half your limbs and that belly of yours. <laughs> oh, that. Um, that's blowed up with cheeseburgers uh, and right. KFC. And, uh, Nobody and, wants to see Trump liver splattered about. Oh, yeah, of course. Now with our famous hot gravy. Um, that's terrible. Ooh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this is a huge story. This is this is humongous. And if that is the line of questioning that is, is, you know, and please let him sit down with Mueller. I so I I, see. I don't know whether this is going going to get Trump to get a little more canny little, you know, maybe, uh, you know, back off a little bit. Or if it's just going to enrage him and say, you know, let me at him, let me at him, you know, and and he's going <laughs> to, you know, want to go in and answer the questions. I I think I I don't think he's going to get smart about this. Well, there was I, an interesting there was an interesting opinion piece in the New York Times about that, and it said that uh, given his history, it probably will provoke him. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> they said that, that if you look over, yeah, if you look over his history, whenever he got in trouble, he took refuge in bankruptcy court, right? Yeah. But never was even even coming out of bankruptcy. He was never bashful to to make it sound like he's still the best deal maker and the biggest billionaire, even though I just came out of bankruptcy. He doesn't care. He fabricates his own universe mm-hmm. and thinks he's the smartest one in it. Yeah, that's his narcissism. I mean, if, if, you know, if we, the way I approach looking at this guy, he is, I've said it before, a sociopathological narcissist. His reality is his reality. And people around him need to be a part of, they, they need to be a part of his reality. I don't know how if I'm yeah. explaining this the right way, but in order for them to communicate at all with them, they need to be a part of what he sees as his reality. I don't think he's going to back down at all. I mean, from what I've heard today, he's been tweeting up like crazy. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, please let him uh, go in there. Please let him go sit down. You can I, see it's a minefield. There is no way he can answer 
those topics. No. No, I mean... And not, and not incriminate himself. Exactly. Yeah. He's, it, he's basically, I mean, to me, with some of the stuff that he's just said, like on the campaign trail and at his rallies, he's already incriminated himself. If we are to go by what these questions are in this article, well, let's let's go back to his little uh, cult rally from Saturday, and um, I don't well um, Malinka Malakalova, whatever the Russian lawyer, I don't know her name, I don't care to remember it. Um, the Russian lawyer from the the Trump Tower meeting, he's like, oh, have you seen this? Oh, well, you know, back way back when. They said there was no. She had no connection to the Kremlin. They no. They absolutely said she had connections to the Kremlin, and now she's admitting that she has connections to the Kremlin. And he's got some magical theory whipped up in his head that oh well, that's just you know Putin wanting to cause more trouble. But he didn't care about Putin wanting to cause more trouble. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like oh, finally, finally, now that the shit is really hitting the fan with you, you're admitting that R- R- Russia wants to meddle with uh, U.S. politics. Thank you. Yeah, that was, Welcome that to was the so fucking weird. party, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. That didn't even. That was it weird. Was, it didn't make sense. It, of course, yeah. And if it comes out of Trump's mouth and it doesn't make sense, that means it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the top. So, the top. Natalia yeah. Veselnitskaya. Veselnitskaya. Yeah. Stop spreading a lie and false thing. news. What's Can't that? Call her Natasha. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Does Natasha, I, we I, get. Boris chuckled ruefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think go. the fact that this 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 woman came out and said I have pretty much she pretty much said I have direct ties with Putin. Yeah, I, I think that's very interesting because I have a feeling that, and of course, Dolt Forty Five is too dumb to realize this, that his usefulness to to Russia is over. Yeah, and now we had a Russian you know, another Russian uh, fighter pilot. Uh, threaten American interests today. Did you guys see that? That just broke. No, no. I missed that. Oh. Yeah, another. Uh, we got we got buzzed by another. Uh, I, I just heard it. I didn't hear the full story. I heard like before they went to break on CNN when I was listening on TuneIn. But yeah, I guess it strafed. Uh, I don't know if it was an aircraft carrier or buzzed another jet or or airplane or whatever. But yeah, they're getting nuts. yeah. See the, we're. This is this is getting I the whole thing has always been dangerous to me. But the fact that she came out and said, Yeah, I, I'm an informant that was a shot across the bow from Russia. Sure. In other words, you know, get in line. I think it's I think it's a message for him to get in line. But if you're if you're well to do and you're in business in Russia, even if you're not one of the top oligarchs, you answer to all of them. And who do all the oligarchs yes. answer to? Putin and vice versa. Yep. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, also, it's it, it just a fact. Somebody, somebody dug up a, a, an email between her and the <laughs> the crown prosecutor, <laughs> the whatever they call the the uh, yeah. Jeff Sessions <laughs> of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, and and, so, and and that helped uh, confront her with the fact that 
well, you say you weren't, you know, with the Kremlin, but here you are communicating directly, saying stuff like, yes, comrade, <laughs> what do you want me to do? So I think it did help that they had proof that they shoved in her face. Mm-hmm. Who was it the other night that was on uh, Is MSNBC? Richard Engel? Yeah, Richard Engel. Richard yeah, Engel. Con- yeah, yeah. He he uncovered some some shit on her, so she was sort of forced into admitting, uh, you know, her real role. Have any bad tea? Uh yeah, yeah. Watch out for the <laughs> the polonium well, I think tea. She wears wears a, a Geiger counter. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a real bite to it. Um, yeah, so, so this is, that's what's going on over there. You know, we've got the, the Mueller panic setting in once again. Thank you, by the way, uh, to whoever did that. So we don't have to talk about the idea of, of Trump getting, you know, uh, the, the ignoble peace prize, uh, ignoble. I like the ignoble prize is, is what he deserves. Um, First of all, after doing some research on the Nobel Prize and how it's awarded and how you get nominated and things, yeah. there's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> no. But That's anyway, we don't have to even talk about that tonight, which is great. Um, but I do want to, um, before we uh, 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 go off uh, into the White House uh, Correspondents' Dinner, um, I want to play this real quick uh, because this was... Uh, Bobber's idea the other day. And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. Thank you, Bobber. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my babe. Yeah. That's our Bobber. Lassie. <laughs> tell, tell them what Bobber said in the production notes. <laughs> oh that's no, funny. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> oh, uh, that was funny. Oh wait, what did he say? No, I'm not going to say what you said. No. <laughs> uh, uh, what? <laughs> no. What? I forget say what, did, what I said. What did Bobber say? Bob- Bobber says that when she farts, she plays Sousa. <laughs> Sousa. That's right. When she farts, she plays John yeah. Philip Sousa, uh, yeah. with with a death metal Alex Jones tinge. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I want to play this. I don't want to. Uh, I want to play it now because it's the only like kind of standalone story we have outside of just other news stories. Because the White House press briefing is a big deal to me. It, it's a it's a very big deal. I don't have tons of audio from it, but I have the audio that matters from it, and I have reactions from people that I think are just fucking. Uh, you know, uh, there, uh, I think, uh, I was over at Amazon and I was looking for some clutching pearls and they were all out and there were a bunch of conservatives that left reviews over there and were like, these are the best clutching pearls ever. I feel so much safer now. Did um, you get the ones shaped like snowflakes? No. Uh, but th- so I want to talk about this, uh, Conway Kardashian, everybody, um, <laughs> Conway Kardashian, his, uh, you know, I know we kind of blew him off the other day, was making his rounds on Twitter and everything, basically admitting that he's a fucking idiot and he belongs in the Trump cult, right? Makes sense. Um, you know, he, you know, he 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 is, uh, you know, essentially a Kardashian. Uh, yes, everybody's like, hey, he's a musical genius. I love his hip hop. I couldn't name one of his songs, and there is there are some hip hop artists that I do enjoy, but I couldn't tell you one of his songs because of the interviews I've seen with Conway West, 
Kanye, Twitty, whatever. Um, I, I could, you know, I, I was like, this guy's just so Kanye fucking Twitty, full. Of, I love that. Just so fuck. <laughs> he's just so fucking full of himself. I'm not, you know, I'm like, I don't service artists that way by, you know, buying their music or listening to their music. I'm not going to do it. I think that, he you know, was the one, he was the one a few years ago. And I remember this because one of my photoshops got made the Washington Post. Um, who it was during one of the music awards where uh, what's her name? Uh, Taylor Swift. He got up and did the I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. I'm gonna let listen- you finish. Yeah, he got up there and he just interrupted her when she won her award and said, I'm sorry, Taylor, yeah. but Beyonce's the best music. She had the best. She had, that- Yeah, she got the Taylor Swift got the award for best music video and Con- Conway, Conway Twitty or Kanye Twitty um, thought that uh, uh, Beyonce deserved it and made yeah, an and ass of it. He just got himself. up on stage and interrupted her. It was, it was incredibly rude. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I have never yeah. been a fan of Kanye. No. Um, just, so, so this is, uh, this is a cl- clip from TMZ and I'm going to tell you what, it's long, but I need you to listen to the end because it's, it's epic and it's righteous. Um, you're going to have to sit through some, some Kanye Twitty. Um, and it's, uh, TMZ's, uh, Harvey Levin and Charles Latiboudier. I have no idea how to say his name. Latiboudier. Um, they're the two hosts, you know, of of this. But at the end, a guy who works for TMZ is a producer and also has a podcast called The Red Pill. Uh, I think where he does mostly sports interviews and stuff. Um, he he was like, oh, oh no, no. In in uh, Van Lathan, he's an African American and uh, was a big fan of uh, Kanye Twitty. I don't think people necessarily understand. What happened last week with the Great Ameri- uh, Make, yeah, America Make America Great Again hat? What are you trying to do with the message you're sending? Well, it was really just my subconscious. It was a feeling I had. You know, oh. like people were taught how to think. Uh-huh. We're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't oh, know no. how to feel for really? ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. And okay. uh, I felt a freedom in, first uh-huh. of all, just doing something that everybody tells you not to do. Oh. I just love Trump. That's my boy. Like, uh, you know, it's like so many rappers. You look at a video of Snoop Dogg loving Trump, but then he get in the office and I don't love him. Like, Trump is one of rap's favorite people, no, right? But we, we, we talk about <laughs> yeah. this. Oh, before God. he was yeah. elected president, people yeah. in hip hop, it was, it was an in thing to put Donald Trump yeah. in your rhyme somewhere. Yeah. And by the way, right. I... I'm in hip hop, but I'm not just in hip hop. I'm really? a black person, a black community, but I'm not just that. I feel like okay. one thing is people try to minimize me to artists, um, hip hop, uh, black community. Yeah, I'm always going to represent that, but I also represent the world. I'm no. Slavery for 400 no. years. For 400 years? That sounds like a choice. <laughs> like. I'm sorry, I talked over that a little bit. Did you hear what he said there? Slavery, you hear talk talk about slavery for 400 years. 400 years, that sounds like a choice. I thought I heard. See, I didn't follow this story. Every white nationalist, every white nationalist, if you heard that gentle moan across the country, that was every white nationalist Trump supporter like climaxing simultaneously when they heard Kanye Twitty say that so that was the that was the 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 catalyst for for what comes next here's a little bit more 
you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all you know like it's like we're we're mentally in prison i like the word prison because slavery goes too too direct to the uh idea of blacks it's like slavery holocaust holocaust jews uh slavery is blacks so prison is something that unites us as one race blacks and whites being one race Uh uh-huh uh that we're one we're we're, with the human race Uh. do you feel that i'm feeling do do you feel that i'm being free and i'm thinking free i i actually i actually don't think all right here it is this is Van Lathan coming in at the end. They, okay. This was all kind of kinds of chopped up. So that that was Conway just at the end. Like, do you feel that I'm free? That I'm feeling free, or whatever the fuck he's saying, because he gets hung up on like two word phrases. And he's like, you know, the whole people say feel free, but do you feel free? Because I had a feeling that I was free the other day, and it's like, it okay, super cool. Um, but listen to this, because this is where uh, Van Lathan is just like, oh, no. You're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that is because, because Kanye, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real world, real life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. Bro, you got to be responsible, man. Bro, I'm sorry you I gotta, hurt you. You got to be responsible. Look, I'm sorry I nah, hurt you, bro. Man, bro your voice is too big. Yeah. So, um, that wow. uh, amen to Van Lathan for amen. that. That was incredible. Amen. So, you know, that, that kind of morphs into, I mean, when he says that slavery, you know, it's what he, when he said that, that is akin to, you know, earlier he talked about blacks and whites mm-hmm. and Jews and the Holocaust, right? Yeah. That that is akin to me of of Holocaust denial. Well, here's yeah, and it, I know that you're right. You're you're totally right. I'm saying, but and I've encountered that before. I I've had people, other white people, say to me before. Um, I was talking casually over at a neighbor's house, but having a couple of drinks. And this other neighbor, this kind of like Harley biker guy, was there. And I was talking, I was relating this really interesting story that I just heard about this uh, African American guy that infiltrated the Klan and helped bring them down. And that there was that whole Superman radio drama that that like played into it. I, you know, it was just really. It, that's a. I did a whole show about that years ago. I should do another one about it because it's really fascinating stuff. But this guy looked at me and he's like, "I don't really think that they lynched as many people as they say they did down there." All oh those people, all those people weren't that bad. They're talking about the clan. I've also uh, had a family member say when the help came out, they did not treat you know servants that poorly in the south. That that's just fictionalized. And I've heard and and other you know people have uh, I've heard them say they they they're like, oh well you know they you know well we've heard politicians say well at least when they were when African Americans were slaves they were married and their families stayed together, you know, who was that? That was was that somebody like um, 
Oh, that was fucking Clive and Bundy, I think. So, Probably. Yeah, I think that might have been it. Um, he also thought Martin Luther King Jr. was still alive and said he hadn't done his job yet. Oh, jeez. Um, because, you know... I just yeah. I can't believe... It's, I don't know if it's for me to judge because I'm white, but I can't believe Kanye actually said that. Well, I want to listen. Yeah, I want to. Uh, that's insane. It, but you know, because I mean that that's the most ignorant thing I've heard. Uh, you know, and he belongs in the Trump cult if he's that dumb. You know, because no matter what ethnicity people are in the Trump cult, they're all stupid. They can all unite behind their fucking stupidity. Um, but Van Lathan. I huh? think he's doing this for for attention, but it's still it's dangerous. He's trying it's to really be a he's trying to be a rebel. Age. He's trying to be some kind of idiotic rebel, and he's just like, oh yeah, I just like Trump because you know, because I do. And people used his name for rhymes and rap songs before, so that means they loved him. Well, they might have wanted to use his name because he was a celebrity in rap songs, but they didn't want him in the fucking White House. And Kanye, and, and we're going to run a little bit long in this segment, but um, but Kanye actually said today, you know, I don't even know that much about, I, I can't call myself a conservative because I don't know enough about their policies. Well, there you go. You're a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> Con Conway. Um, so Kellyanne Kanye. Um, so... Uh, so I, I want to play this, and then we got to run to the break. But I, I hope I'll, uh, you know, I have a feeling that there are many African American uh, uh, folks out there who followed uh, Kanye that are probably feeling burned the same way. But Van Lathan actually has a podcast. I want to go back and listen to his whole thing. But he was like, he's like, I'm doing an emergency Kanye podcast, and this is what he had to say um, uh, earlier today. Uh, it's about a minute and a half and then after this we're just going to hit the break because he sums it up very nicely a lot of the things that I'm saying and a lot of the ways that I feel they come from the culmination of being a fan of somebody uh -huh. for a number of years it's the breaking what was your breaking point with this The my breaking point in this was the making America great again hat Okay. and the reason why that was the breaking point first of all I want to say officially not that it matters to anybody else not that it, anybody cares or that anybody cares what my opinion about it is, but I want to officially say, fuck Kanye West. Oh. <laughs> officially. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Please. He's done a lot of things that have been um, sort of outside of the realm of defensibility, but there's always been some sort of merit to them in that you looked at him, that's just Kanye being Kanye. All right. In this particular situation, Kanye is asking us to be something different. Right. And I feel like every single flaw and weakness in almost every other Kanye West situation. You could defend. You could defend. Okay. They're being exposed now. Right. <laughs> and it's being exposed to where I wouldn't give a damn if the music that he's about to put out this summer is the dopest rap music that anyone's ever made. We have to start asking the question whether or not this is a net negative to us. There you go. And I bleeped out the uh, use of the N-word there because I didn't think it was my place to just go ahead and freely play his words like that on the show. Um, uh, but um, uh, I, I can empathize on a certain level with him about different 
artists that I have abandoned because of what they stand for and what they represent. Um, most recently, this guy named Mandy Lyon, who is a singer of a band that I like called World War Three, from like the late '80s and everything. He went, you know, he he's uh, he's like the most crazy right wing nasty asshole on YouTube and just puts down feminists and um, you know uh, whined about being bullied online, but then belittles other people that have been bullied online and stuff so so i get it i get it you know where van lathan is coming from there are other artists but you know that's just a one one short example you know but yeah this is uh good for van lathan good for van lathan and anybody else who who's gonna just say you know what con conway fuck you we're not buying your music and you know what if you are a fan of hip-hop and if you are in the spirit of saying fuck you to conway uh, conway west I have an artist to recommend to you. His name's Macaroni, and he also has a song called Fuck You. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's listen to some good hip-hop from a real artist and not a Kardashian. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to hit the break. When we come back, we're going to straight into the White House uh, Correspondence Center. But uh, I'm going to check back in with Van Lathan and see what he has to say about this because I don't want to give any more airtime to Kanye, Kanye Twitty. Um but uh, Van Lathan, I'd love to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try and book him on the show sometime. We'll see. We'll see if you if I can get his attention. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with uh, lots more Turn Up the Night with me, Joe, and Rain right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com Shit off your chest. This is what you play when people got you fed up. This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck. This is what you need when your car breaks down. This is what you need when there's traffic all around. This is what you need when you just walk in and catch your fiance with your best friend. This is what you play when you get laid off and find out that your final check's way off. This is what you need when you run out of weed or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed. This is what you need when them ends don't meet. This is what you need when you fighting in the street. This is what you play when you all the way through. This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck this is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shoulder Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right, they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This 
is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music, all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mic Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mic Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. They're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime.
Like Donald Trump, don't understand conservative policies? Congratulations, you're a conservative. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. Happy spring, everybody. Happy yes. spring. Yes. And, of course, Rain from Resistor Sisters, where I'm going to be I'm going to be one of the good ones tomorrow. I'm going to come on for a segment on Resistor Sisters. And we're going to talk we're going to talk about the incel terrorist movement. Oh god. Yeah. It's yes, scary. We it's are. scary shit. It is scary shit. I've been wanting to talk about it on this show, but I thought it would be more appropriate to uh join in on Resistor Sisters and talk about this because this is a th- direct threat to all women. Um By and, the way, I just want to say there are lots yeah. of good ones out there. Yeah. There's Resistor a lot more Resistor Sisters yeah. is not like, you know, we hate, you know, the she woman male hating club there's lots of good men out there i just want to make that clear yeah absolutely and um and uh of course uh, also joining us on the program mr joe santors of scranton pennsylvania the electric city also heard on the tim Cormel show and i cannot wait for the tim Cormel show 10 15 p.m eastern tonight i can stay up late tonight and listen to the whole thing oh good then you get to hear the top 10 things trump never wants to hear from his lawyer Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. So, um, would this be one of the things? In this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, honest, Doc, I sat on it. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, so motherfucker. I, I just- <laughs> Clint posted this in the chat, and I just want to say it out here. I thought it was old news but evidently it's not old news that harold bornstein um told cnn this evening mm-hmm. harold bornstein is the trump doctor the crazy yes. guy yeah yeah um he told cnn that trump actually dictated that letter about him being the healthiest president i'm shocked <laughs> yes. i know gambling in this establishment (laughs) to quote louis from casablanca yes (laughs) the fact that you know the fact that tremendous was used 12 times in in that uh you know it was a tip-off i'm kidding (laughs) um but uh but yeah so that that's that born scene thing is crazy man and the white and sarah huckabee sanders admitted yeah they the they went and they rounded up all the documents but i wouldn't describe it as a raid it's standard procedure (laughs) By the way, she backed off the yeah. smoky eye a little bit uh, today, everybody. Um, she didn't have any um, en- enough lies to burn. No yeah, facts. I know. No facts. Okay, now I'm no livid. I, I am. I am fucking livid as to uh, the people who are out there freaking out mm. over Michelle Wolf uh, and her jokes at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Thank you. I'm I'm livid. I'm livid that these people are so stupid that they can't understand certain jokes. Yes, there's there's an abortion joke. I think that will will uh, um, that that'll be covered tomorrow on Resistor Sisters. But um, this one, uh, this is the the string uh, that led up to the Sarah Hera the Hera Suckabee Handers. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, Suckabee Handmaid Tale. Yeah, Sarah, oh, Sarah Huckabee oh. Handmaiden. 
Handmade God still, yeah. Damn that that quote of hers. No, I'll give it to well, you. Well, I'm so so. We're gonna focus on um, Michelle Wolf, and by the way, she, Michelle Wolf is wickedly funny. I've never heard of her until this, and Susan and I last night in preparation for the show watched her HBO special, and guess what? She made all kinds of jokes about Hillary Clinton being unlikable. She made all kinds of jokes about uh, her own appearance and the idea that, you know, being, you know, it, it, it you don't want to be, you know, called pretty, you know, and just, you know, she, she really kind of did a deep dive into the whole thing about, you know, women and their looks and how it's, you know, it's just kind of rotten. And guess what? She also made an abortion joke in her HBO special. And she says oh, there's always she's she says there's always gotta be one. Um but yeah, I'm gonna try and get some clips from from that for Friday. Uh because it, White House uh press corps, you you didn't do your fucking job. They if hired her. If you're outraged, why didn't you take for what, ninety minutes? I don't even think it's You're nine minutes. I think it's, I think it's like an hour. I think it's an hour long. You could have watched the, her comedy special on HBO for an hour. Or, I'm sorry, do you not make enough money to afford premium channels on cable? Fuck off. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is this is the first joke. I, I picked three jokes of hers that I wanted to focus on. Um, and this is uh, her joke about Kellyanne, <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Uh, Kellyanne was not amused. We should definitely talk about the women in the Trump administration. There's Kellyanne Conway. Man, she has the perfect last name for what she does. Conway. It's like if my name was Michelle Jokes Frizzy Hair Small Tits. You guys got to stop putting Kellyanne on your shows. All she does is lie. If you don't give her a platform, she has nowhere to lie. It's like that old saying, if a tree falls in the woods, how do we get Kellyanne under that tree? (laughs) I'm not suggesting she gets hurt, just stuck. (laughs) Stuck under a tree. (laughs) Incidentally, a tree falls in the woods is Scott Pruitt's definition of porn. (laughs) Yeah, we all have our kinks. Yeah, we all have her kinks. Uh, so that was funny. That was wickedly funny. She doesn't want Kellyanne to get hurt, just stuck under the tree. So. <laughs> uh, Jammed under there. Yeah. Just, no broken bones. Nothing. Yeah. Just, it wouldn't have to be even a very big tree. She's kind of small. Um, uh, just you know. caught her ankle under there, you know, so yeah. she can't move. It could be like a little crab apple tree. Um, be a bear trap tree. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, that too. <laughs> so, so she also went after uh, Ivanka, which I think this is this is really funny. Uh, there's so many good one-liners here. There's also, of course, Ivanka. She was supposed to be an advocate for women, but it turns out she's about as helpful to women as an empty box of tampons. <laughs> she's done nothing to satisfy women, so I guess. Like father, like daughter. (laughs) Oh, you don't think he's good in bed. Come on. (laughs) She does clean up nice, though. Ivanka cleans up nice. She's the diaper genie of the administration. On the outside, she looks sleek, but the inside, it's still full of shit. (laughs) 
Oh, 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 I'm crying. I'm crying. Um, so, so this is the one. This is the one that everybody, Mika Brzezinski. Oh, oh, oh my God. And even, um, um, uh, um, uh, was it uh, Haberman? Maggie Haberman? Is that her name? Maggie Hab- Haberman. Maggie Haberman. Yeah. 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 She. Yeah. She. She was freaking out about it too. So, yeah. uh, you know, and and it's like, did you not listen to the same joke we were listening to, or are you trying to put something on Michelle Wolf she didn't say that you've been thinking? Right. Yes. Right. It, is that what right. it is? Because exactly. I think that's what it is. Exactly. And I'll I'll read uh, yeah and and uh, I'll, I'll play this and then I'll read I'll read Michelle Wolf's actual tweets, um you know uh, about this. So this is, here we go. And of course we have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We are graced with Sarah's presence tonight. I have to say I'm a little starstruck. I love you as Aunt Lydia and the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, My- I'm gonna. I'm going to pause it right there. I'm going to pause it right there because if anybody doesn't know who Aunt Lydia is in The Handmaid's Tale, she's in, she's basically, uh, you know, a woman who helps men subjugate other women and also ushers them to gallows. She, she's, you know, she's, she's described a, as the Uncle Tom. Well, show. yeah, she actually has that, that joke coming up, but uh, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. It's okay because she 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 uh, she weaves the punchline rather well. Um, but yeah, so so if anybody hasn't seen The Handmaid's Tale, yeah, Aunt Lydia is she's an awful woman that hurts other women for the sake of men. That's the joke there. Pence, if you haven't seen it, you would love it. Oh, Mike Pence, if you haven't seen it, you would love it. Steps up to the podium, I get excited because I'm not really sure what we're gonna get. You know, a press briefing, a bunch of lies, or divided into softball teams. <laughs> it's shirts and skins, and this time don't be such a little bitch, Jim Acosta. <laughs> I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. Like she burns facts. And then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. <laughs> like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. <laughs> it's probably lies. <laughs> probably lies. And I'm never really sure what to call Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, is it Sarah Sanders? Is it Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Is it Cousin Huckabee? Is it Auntie Huckabee Sanders? Like, What's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? <laughs> oh, I know. Aunt Coulter. Aunt Coulter. <laughs> I loved that joke so much. Yeah. And I love that joke because here on this show, I mean, I, I, I'm somebody, just not even on this show, just in general, I want to support women. But mm-hmm. I don't know what, what you describe women like her, like Sarah. Yeah, and and I that was so perfect when I heard that I was like, that's the question I should be asking. What is Uncle Tom for women like her? Yeah, Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia. Yeah, is not a bad analogy. It, it no. really isn't for those no. that know the reference. And it is not a bad analogy. No, it's it, not. Not at all. I can't watch that. I cannot watch The Handmaid's Tale. 
I, I talked to Joe about this. I can't. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I know. For, for very personal reasons. Which it's, much dar- it's, it's much it's much darker, darker this season. I have it's, to say, very it's much darker. darker. But it it was a perfect analogy, and and that joke was not about Sarah. It was about Mike Pence. Yeah, well, you know, part of it was about her. Part of it was about Mike. Well, Pence. yeah, but it, uh, it was you know, still it was pointing out Mike Pence. Well, it, it, oh, essentially, God. what it was is it was saying Sarah Sanders is supporting a bunch of men who don't respect women's rights, don't respect individual women. Period, with being predator predators and assaulters, mm-hmm. um, and also, uh, you know. Um, standing up for trump w- w- against uh, all of his multiple accusers and calling them liars so that's what that's where the aunt lydia thing comes from the smoky eye thing she's always worn uh, you know i i don't think it's heavy eye makeup but she does she does the smoky eye and i i've made a crack here or there about her eye and i shouldn't but that wasn't what she was doing you know, she was saying she has this. She does the smoky eye makeup stuff, and she does. And funny today at the White House press briefing, <laughs> yeah. it was very light eye makeup today. And you know, and and so this is so yeah. Um, let me go to this. Um, uh, yeah, Maggie Haberman. Uh, she she tweeted. Um, uh, uh, let me see. Oh yeah, that press secretary sat and uh, uh, yeah sat and absorbed intense criticism of her physical appearance, her job of performance, and so forth. Instead of walking out on national television, was impressive. Um, well, Seriously? what Michelle Wolf yeah. at Michelle is a wolf on Twitter? Hey Mags, all these jokes were about her despicable behavior. Sounds like you have some thoughts on her looks, though. Kissy face. Um. And then, uh, let me see. Here's another one. Uh, This one, I think, is, uh, yeah, Mika. Watching a Mm. wife and a mother be humiliated on national television for her looks is deplorable. I've experienced insults about my own appearance from the president. All women have a duty to unite when these attacks happen. And the White House Correspondents Association owes Sarah an apology. And once again, um, Michelle Michelle Wolf says... uh, why are you guys making this about Sarah's looks? I said she burns facts and uses the ash to create a perfect smoky eye. The, I compliment, Which is a compliment, I understand. She says, I complimented her eye makeup and her ingenuity of materials. <laughs> uh, so she, it, it in really explaining the joke... Projection. This is what the Maggie and, and Mika and mm-hmm. every one of these people who came out and was like, oh my God. You know, you're talking about Sarah's looks. She wasn't talking about Sarah's looks. What these people are saying is, this is what we think of Sarah. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, what Chris Eliza too. He was another one. What is? Oh, his, oh, him. His... He's a. He's got a penis. He needed to sit down and stay in his lane. Don't his say penis you. in this house. <laughs> Sorry. His that's all right. Pearl Clay. No, that's good. That's good. You're right. He should. That's he's exactly really, right. Because he really he, should. He he made he was the one who was like oh I can't believe she made an abortion joke and I'm like you know what Saliza shut up shut up you how dare penis. you you can't make an abortion joke why can't you you I mean yeah it might not be tasteful to everybody but you know I actually I thought it was a funny joke it didn't bother me 
Um, you know, I guess I can understand people are sensitive about abortion jokes, whatever. I can only imagine what he would be like if we all bought him a ticket to Lady Parts Justice with oh Liz Winstead. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, so um, I'm going to try and uh, burn through these. Make some more ash ah, for Sarah. I see what you I see what you did there. Yeah, and <laughs> um, uh, this is... Um, Again, uh, 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 Matt Schlapp, who needs a good slap across the face. Um, and, uh, yeah, Matt Schlapp with Allison Camarota. Um, you know, uh, I, God, I just, I, I'm so pissed off. Even even Allison Camarota kind of pissed me off by, you know, framing a couple times. Well, if this was about her looks, but it, it wasn't. It never was. Nope the journalists who are involved with the White House Correspondents Association said that they didn't know what she was going to say. In the interest of giving a comedian free reign and letting right. her have her creative expression, they didn't tell her what she could and couldn't say. You know, Allison, a little bit of me has sympathy for them. You know, I put on CPAC every year with our board, and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you you put on CPAC and have literal Nazis show up. So, um, I think... A comedian who is actually hired to be a comedian at the uh, at the Correspondence Center expected Nazis at the CPAC. Well, also expected. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway. Always make the right decisions on invitations. It's not an easy sure. thing to do, so I give them grace for that. Yeah. And I also applaud them for the fact that when it bombs and when it's off target and when it's mean, when you're trying to be funny... Uh, it's it's the right thing to do is to stand up and take ownership for it. Yeah. So I give them a, I give them credit for doing that. And I think they have a real there's a real moment to figure out whether this dinner is serving a purpose or not, and it gives them a chance to think mm -hmm. about that. Oh heavens to Betsy, we need to we need to rethink comedy altogether, altogether. Can I ask you two something? Sure. Do you think that they would have been having such shit fits if if her name was Michael Wolf and she was a man? Well, then he would have written uh, "Fire and Fury." I'm kidding, uh, but no, you're, you're right. You're right. The point that that's an excellent point, and I, I would have gotten to it eventually. But I'm glad you you beat me to it because I don't think her jokes were any worse than anything else I've ever heard. At the you know, I mean, do you remember some? Uh, I mean, people really went after Trump Jimmy about Kimmel, his looks. It was um, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert. Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers, you know. Evidently, back in the day, there was also Imus, Don yeah. Imus, during I the mean, Clinton administration, <laughs> where he was talking about how I I didn't know this, where how Bill Clinton was um, having relations with a woman in yeah. a pickup truck when Hillary was just a couple of feet away. I, you know, I don't. And it, it, you know, and, and after Colbert, going on and, and after Colbert, who did they have the next year? Like Rich Little, and now Johnny Carson. You know, <laughs> yeah, they had Rich Little, and then Wanda Sykes. Yeah, Wanda oh. Sykes blew everybody out. They they freaked out about Wanda Sykes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. seriously, the only safe space they've had in in uh, twenty years has been uh, Rich <laughs> Little. <laughs> The now the amazing Krishkin, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but it does feel like there's something. I don't think that they liked that a woman mm -hmm. said this. I no, I, I, I totally, I, I am on board with you one hundred percent. It's a feeling. 
Oh, no, I, I, I know it for a fact. I know it for a fact because what she said in the few jokes that I have, and I didn't listen to the whole thing, I mean, those are pretty tame. Okay, there's an abortion joke in there. Oh, heavens to Betsy, once again. I feel like people should be able to joke about abortion. I think I women especially women especially should be able to make jokes about abortion. Hell yes. I mean... Oh my goodness. Women are the ones that and have then, them. You know? And then there was freaking dennis miller oh god well let's uh, let's hold off on that we'll we'll let you open with dennis miller and i got another matt schlap clip but i want to try and get back on track here um get back on slap here I took it off. no sorry. it's okay I, I i pushed it a little too long with that last clip and uh, rich little reference and now johnny carson uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what other impressions rich little did and now george burns <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy um anyway we're gonna go to the break we'll be right back uh with lots more turn up the night and the endless pearl clutching from everybody <laughs> turn up the night with kenny pick so new and different it won first prize at the international inventors exposition kennypick.com this is metal aficionado kenny pick every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m eastern it's gods and monsters Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. It wasn't funny. It was stupid. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to uh, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Joining me as always, uh, the one and only Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Welcome, sir. It's warm here. Very yeah, it's, it's you know our house feels like it's air conditioned, but the heat's just off and the cool air's all trapped in here. It's great, um, and um, also uh, rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hi everybody. I just want to tell you, um, it's warm here, but it's not because I've been burning fats. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that wasn't that's that wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It was stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of the stupidest things I've said ever. It's it's funny. I dig it. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of funny, uh, there's some jokes in the chat. Uh, Kat said uh, the bad tasteless joke was Trump is so broke. How broke is he? He's so broke. Southwest <laughs> Airlines uses him his uses him as an engine. <laughs> uh, there's some other ones here. Uh, let me see. Um, and let me scroll down uh let me see uh from clinster trump so broke when he watches 60 minutes he can only pay for 15 (laughs) uh cat oh i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself a plug there was so much pearl clutching about this michelle wolf thing that they briefly thought about exhuming barbara bush Oh, see? Oh, that's terrible. Uh, we're going to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, Too soon. I know. Yeah, Too soon. Uh, Kat also said, Trump's so broke he's hitting up Toys R Us for loans. There you go. I'll give you a rip shot for that. Um, and uh, Clinster says, uh, Trump's so broke he cast the, <laughs> cashed his USFL settlement check. <laughs> There we go. Thank you. Those those are jokes, folks. Those are all very nice. Um, And uh, all right. So so here we go. I want to. But Joe, you were talking about Dennis Miller. Uh, Go ahead and and, uh, it's not. Well, tomorrow he should he should uh, have had ample time to have written his uh, his response. Right. He said by Wednesday he would have a response to Michelle Wolf and her horrible horrible mean jokes yeah i i just uh he he, of all people dennis miller yeah the most untalented person i've ever met god i was so happy when he didn't do uh weekend up weekend update anymore oh what a horrible person monday night football oh that's right oh he's so bad well i tweeted him Mm -hmm. i said hey dennis miller I'm looking forward to the next season of the Dennis Miller Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and seeing you on the this fall on NFL Monday Night Football. Oh wait. Oh oh, oh. That poor. Yeah, I had some kind of response to that. It was like less than 48 hours until we get his response to Michelle Wolf with a, you know 12 obscure 80s references. Seriously. You know. I mean, his tweet was like, it's going to take me a few days to, to write a comeback. Right? Yeah. It was something like that? Yeah, he said he would have a comeback prepared by Wednesday, and he sent that tweet out on, like, Saturday or something, or Sunday. I don't know. He, you know. From what I understand, Rick Overton was his joke writer. When oh, he was funny. When, okay. Uh, that's That I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so. Rick, yeah. Although Rick seemed to have gone off the deep end a little lately over on the Facebook, I gotta say I love you, Rick. Yeah, he's but a little, he's a little tinfoil. There's uh yeah, um so uh, uh but anyway so I've got one more match slap thing here. This one it, oh my god, this one he, he <sighs> I'm so, they, all, there there, there have like, been so okay, many idiotic things said. <laughs> Uh, that are so much more offensive than anything Michelle Wolf said in her comedy. Again, comedy. You fools. Yes. You fools. Um, 
We need Skeletor in here for commentary on this. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> Otherwise known as Aunt Coulter. This boob Matt Schlapp doesn't know when to stop talking, you fool. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, here, yeah, again, Matt Schlapp just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. What part was it about the jokes, the, the few jokes about Sarah Sanders? Did you think that... Um, she was go the comedian was going after Sarah Sanders' looks. I thought the smoky eye thing definitely. Um, there was this whole conversation about bringing a makeup artist into the White House, and uh, and there has always been sometimes an obvious and sometimes a subtle <gasps> reference to uh, Sarah's appearance, and uh, and I felt like that's that was beyond the, the the pale. I also think when it just says she lies, she lies, she lies. Now look, we have big political disagreements in this country, and I think it's wrong. Okay. He's going to say, I think it's wrong. We have big political disagreements in this country. And I think it's wrong. Wrong for journalists to take that next step. And granted, she's a oh. comedian, but plenty of journalists do it as well. Is they take the no. next step. Just present the facts. Let the American people decide yeah. if they think someone's lying. And the journalist shouldn't be the one to say that the president or that his spokesperson is lying because what that does to 50% of the country yeah. is it makes them feel like they're not credible to listen to I anymore. understand that debate. Obviously, we're fact-based, so when the president is fact-free or he doesn't stick to the facts, we do have to call that up. I really wish Alison Camarota would have said, it is literally our job to tell, tell you when politicians are lying. It is. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I just, I have murder fists. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right we, now, I've got murder fists. That he said that, that his wife was like, oh, we walked out. The fact that he's even talking about the, the makeup artist. The makeup artist. Yeah, Scaramucci talked about the fucking makeup artist. Yes, I, I put this in our I put this in our um chat. There is an article from July 23rd, 2017, where Anthony Scaramucci is on record. He said it to Jake Tapper. I think Sarah does a great job. She's in, she's an incredibly warm person. She's incredibly authentic. And then it said, even adding that he's letting Sanders take the bigger office while he settles on a smaller one because because she has a tough job. Okay, hold on. I, I'm so angry. About <laughs> I know, this. I know, I know. Then here it is. Then at the end, at the end of the lengthy, then at the end of the lengthy and at times heated interview. Scaramucci said there's only one thing he's asking of Sanders. Quote, Sarah, if you're watching, I love the hair and makeup person that we had on Friday. So I'd like to continue to use the hair and makeup person. Yeah. See, this pisses me off because this is somebody within the Trump administration. And I know he was only there for 10 days. But he <laughs> is talking about Sarah's looks. He's yeah. actually yeah. talking about Sarah's looks and saying, you got to look better. You got to look more, you know, photogenic for the camera. Mm -hmm. Oh, correction. He was there for one full Scaramucci, actually, uh, in the White House. <laughs> so I think this, Bannon was there just, for 12 Scaramucci's. Um, so. I'm sorry. It just pissed me off. I know. Continue I know. Continue on, Ben. In, in, uh, I'm telling you what, it, you know, and, and Joe, I don't know if you heard this, but Anna Navarro, she had a fun little quip on um, with uh, uh, Allison Camarota too, but she missed the point. She missed the point. Th these jokes were never about Sarah Huckabee Sanders' appearance. I don't know how many more times anybody has to say it. If if you know Matt Schlapp has a hang up on the way she looks and he thinks, oh well, that was about how does Smokey Eye? Yes, what what 
I, I'll say it. I'll say it. Yes, she her one eye it, one eye is lower than the other. Her right eye it seems a little lower than the the left eye. Mm-hmm. In no way, shape, or form does that have any anything to do with the smoky eye. No, you know. No. Was no, she no, born no. with it? No, it's probably lies. It's lies. Yeah. It's yeah. Lies. Um, so, you know, and, and again, she does wear the smoky eye makeup and I'll tell you what, I think it looks good. I, I like that kind of eye makeup that, you know, uh, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I mean, on darker colored eyes, you know, um, but you know, it's, it's a good look. It's, you know, uh, I'm conditioned by society to find certain things appealing. I don't find her appealing because she, she's completely ugly inside, um, that's and that's a the that's point, the point yeah. is that she lies. Yeah, and she's bad for other women. Um, and uh, Aunt Lydia. You know. Yeah, Aunt Lydia. Right, right. So shut up. So now this is uh, this is Allison Camarota um, with Anna Navarro and Anna. God bless you. You missed the point, but you had kind of another one. It, it this is a, a thirty seconds mixed bag here. Do you? think that it's okay that there are so many White House advisors and White House surrogates that are, were offended, or they say they were offended, by Michelle Wolf. Do you see any hypocrisy in them not being offended at President Trump's sometimes off-color and insensitive jokes? Listen, I'd say to Michelle Wolf, hallelujah, girl, you should be the one getting the Nobel Peace Prize. She was <laughs> able to do what uh, nobody else has been able to Which do was? for get Trump supporters to actually go on TV and defend women from being skewered and offended for their looks. Okay. So she wasn't skewered and she shouldn't have been offended because it wasn't about her looks. But Anna Navarro, she does bring up a good point. Where were all these people before? Yes. Where were all of them before? They were busy finding comfort up Trump's orange butthole. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if they look really hard, they can find a musical instrument, you know. And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that Anna, you know, she does miss the point. She's making a separate point, and yeah. I think that separate point is important. Definitely. Because where were these people? Where were they when when people were going after Sandra Fluck? Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Where you know when Rush Limbaugh call, called her a slut and saying she was demanding exactly. that that uh, people pay for her birth control and that was all lies, demanding yeah. porn videos from her. But now suddenly, now suddenly they're coming to the defense of of Sarah Sanders. Well, the entire and base. I the, gotta tell the, you, I don't think that I, this is not about women. This is about yeah. tribalism. Yeah, and, and okay, you know, um, how about all the shirts? Trump that bitch, uh, those shirts, uh, or yes. um, calling Hillary Clinton cankles. That's been a thing forever. Um, how about uh, Ted uh, Cruz's wife, that picture? Yeah, side well, by side with Melania's. Well, here, here you go. Uh, the, this is um, here. Here's a, a redux that they played on Morning Joe the other day. Of uh, here, here's here's a good start for you, Trump cultists. If you want to be offended by something and want answers and want accountability, start with these first. At the very last question, when she brought up the uh, the person that became, you know, I know that person. That person was a Miss Universe person, mm-hmm. and she was the worst we ever had. 
the worst, the absolute worst. She was impossible. She was the winner, and you know she gained a massive amount of weight, and uh, it was it was a real problem. He said you wouldn't have even let his son in America. He yeah. doesn't know. He doesn't know that. I saw him. He was, uh, you know, very emotional and probably looked like uh, a nice guy to me. His wife, uh, if you look at his wife, she was standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me, but plenty of people have written that. Uh, she uh, she was extremely quiet and it looked like she had hey, nothing Trump. to say. A lot Fuck of people you. have said that. Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. I mean, both inside Thank and out. You. you take a look at her, she's a slob. She talks like a, like a truck driver. If I were running The View, I'd fire Rosie. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. I'd say, Rosie, you're fired. We're all a little chubby, but Rosie's just worse than most of us. But it's not the chubbiness. Rosie is a very unattractive person, both inside and out. All right, and you know what a Trump cultist would say um, about uh, Rosie O'Donnell? He's right. That's what they would say. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what they would say. He's right. He was just punching back because she said things about him. He's right. Well, what did uh, Carly Fiorina do? Sure. To him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine living with that face or whatever it was or waking up next to that yeah. face or whatever? Yeah, but he said? I mean, what does she do to provoke him? I mean, except run against him. Except have ideas yes. of her own, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you're truly a decent human being, you know, and, and even if, even if, if somebody came out, if a woman came, came to me and said, you know what, you're fat, your beard sucks, uh, you know, you, you dress like a slob, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I'd be like, all right, well, do you have anything to say about my ideas? Because yeah. let me, let me hear about yours and, uh, I'll find a way to put you down, uh, over, you know, so, some of your ideas and not your appearance, you know, but you know what? Women are inherently a lot more decent than men. So I don't anticipate that ever happening. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so there's that. And I want to I want to play uh, Morning Joe again. You know, there, there was it, it was half 50 50 pearl clutching and then also poor us, you know, um, and and I get it. I get it. I don't think the things that have been said about, uh, you know, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski should have been said, but I don't think they should have propped up Trump for as much as they did. Um, but they brought up some other other interesting points. But again, Mika, I cannot fucking believe Mika said. I mean, you know, I just want people to detail for me exactly what did she say about Sarah Huckabee Sanders' looks. What did she say? Are you saying that what she said about the makeup, about her wearing the smoky eye, is somehow about, however, you know, her, her one eye being lower than the other? Just say it. Just say what you fucking mean. Because that's not what she said, and that's not what she meant. And she explained the joke and actually made the joke a little funnier. You know? You going to play a clip? Uh, I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. You can you can chime in, and then I'll play the morning I'm joke. Just, I'm, I'm actually with Kat on this one. I think that Mika was uh, a little offended that, that Michelle Wolf made a joke about her and Joe. Um, and then, again, oh, I missed going that. back to it. You know, everybody who heard, there's a lot of people who heard what they wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And 
I am, this is now, and this is me. When she went out and wrote that tweet, oh, she's a mother. And she's she's a, a, a wife and a mother. Yeah. I just felt like, you know what? I, I am not a mother. And mm-hmm. I happen to be a wife. But I was not a wife for a long time. Yeah. And so are you saying that, you know, people who are not married and people who don't have yeah. children, they're fair game? Yes. Yes, Very yes. <laughs> you're, I you're, like that. You're, yes. Marriage and motherhood uh, or fatherhood, that's a shield. You, you, you can no longer be criticized about anything because, you know, yeah, that, that's a great point. That's fucking hilarious. Just, it, to me, that's just... I don't dislike Mika. I'm very neutral on Mika and mm-hmm. Joe and all of that stuff. But I just felt like, you know what? What you just did there while you're sitting there and she does. Mika tries to make herself out to be, you know, uh, somebody who's on the left. And and just she's not a bad person. I, I don't really care much about her. Yeah. But what she did when she said that is she embraced patriarchal views ah yeah in the very respect that Mm -hmm. women who are married and who are mothers have a higher pay you know higher um they're they're more valued in society than people Mm -hmm. like me who don't have kids yeah or -hmm. people like many of my friends who are not married and i just felt like you're missing the point honey you're really Mm -hmm. missing the point that's you're actually making it worse that's a great point that is amen amen to that very very nice Super so, um, and uh, but yeah, so uh, oh, uh, uh, Trojan Rabbit says uh, uh, she she's a mother, all right. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right, let's listen to uh, th- this one clip from Morning Joe because at least he covers uh, he and I, I believe Mika cover some other things that uh, in people that that Trump has gone after here. I mean, we could get into the birtherism, we could get into the assault uh, insults about. It's but you just made it. Yeah. You, could, you could go down the entire list. I mean, it, it goes on forever and ever. In fact, the New York Times has compiled a list of 446 people, places, and things that Donald Trump has insulted just on Twitter, just since he took office 15 months ago. So, really, <clears throat> Mika, the criticism um, from from Trump supporters is rich. I must say, there were quite a few people that I've known and I've considered friends for some time saying they were shocked and stunned and deeply saddened and they were so shocked by the personal insults that they left early Mm. and then they went to after parties and had a great time (laughs) there but these friends of mine for 20 years certainly didn't call me up and say hey Joe we're thinking about you so sorry he attacked your fiance's appearance hey Joe we're sorry that Donald Trump said you were a murderer and you had to go home and explain that to your nine-year-old boy or 14 year I understand it. I'm a big boy. I didn't bitch about it at the time. But for these people who were so shocked and stunned and deeply saddened that a comedian did what comedians do, and yet they just apologized for Donald Trump over and over again and kept their mouths shut, what a joke. I will say I, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Amen. Yep. So uh, we'll give we'll give yes. uh, Joe Scarborough amen. an amen there as well. Amen. Um, a begrudging one, but I'll yeah, begrudging it. one, but you know, um, a, clock, a clock is right twice a day. So uh, <laughs> not a broken one, just a regular old clock. <laughs> you know what right. the problem was on Saturday night is that I th- I think in his own perverted way, Trump has a point. 
Yes. I'm sorry. I that, need to play this real. I need to play this real quick. A clock is okay. right twice a day. There you go. Go ahead. Okay. That whole event has become perverted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this idea that those people in the room schmoozing with the politicians they cover sort of is untoward, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole concept. It's a room full of what I call access whores. I, I agree. These, these are people who, what I mean by that is these are people that the access to these politicians, no matter how vile they are, is their livelihood. And they'll whore themselves out. Sure. I mean, what, for, to, to have that access. I, I saw a selfie the other day of, I think it was Don Lemon, Kellyanne Conway, and was it um, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and somebody else? And I'm like, what the living yes. fuck is this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's my point. You know? I, I can I can I just jump in here? Sure. Yeah. Then we got to go to the green news. I'll make it really quick. I don't think that this dinner should end. I think uh, me that neither. Um, this this dinner has become too cozy between politicians and journalists, and that's that that's been happening over the past thirty years. Um, I just want to make this clear that this is a dinner for journalists, and it, it, I don't know how to put this, but it, it's for journalists. It's also to say, you know, to give them awards for good journalism scholarships and everything else mm-hmm. over the past 20 something years it's become and i will say i think this started with the clinton administration mm-hmm. yeah. when when a lot of celebrities started showing up um i don't want to see this dinner end i would like to see this dinner scaled back sure um but hey, i think that sell tickets open it to the public I don't even know about that. I feel like I feel like journalists should be able to celebrate their journalism. Sure, they get the VIP section and then put a bunch of us hecklers in the background. <laughs> yeah. Give us credentials. I, we'll be there. I'm, I'm not us- going to give Trump credit, though. I'm not going to give him credit. Because I, no. I agree with what you're saying, Joe. But what Trump is trying to do is he's trying to destroy the White House correspondence. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to destroy yeah. an, an, a, a, a more recent institution that uh, that I've enjoyed quite a bit for some time. You know, yeah, and I think a lot of his his resentment of that is, is that that his predecessor was so much better at the comedy. Oh yeah, he is definitely. Well, he's not even capable of, of self-deprecating well, humor. Yeah, he's not. yeah. Well, uh, you know what? What's that big dinner? That Catholic that that Catholic dinner thing that the candidates always do before yes. the election. It yes, goes, the one whatever. New York. Yeah, yes. go go see that if you want to see see Trump because he he got booed uh, because he was such a mean asshole. Um, you know, and completely against the spirit of. Uh, what was supposed to be going on but anyway um uh, it's time to go to the green news report when we come back we'll uh we have one very special birthday i don't know if there's any others that we have out there um but uh we'll do some open phones name calling uh yada yada and uh if we don't get any calls i got some other audio because i got a lot of a lot of pearl clutchers tonight folks it's it's really sad those pearls are being put through a they're going to be worn down to like the size of bb's after they're rubbed so much um, we don't so, have to exhume Barbara Bush, right? 
no yeah well we might we might at this point it's looking like we have to sorry babs uh we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this turn up the night with kenny pick boy that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass isn't it what what kind of radio station is this kennypick.com it's tuesday may 1 2018 I refused to do it, and once again, I think that was uh, some of the beginning of the retaliation. Whistleblower says EPA Chief Pruitt lied to Congress. Trump administration's new effort to roll back fuel economy standards. Australia pledges hundreds of millions of dollars in bid to rescue Great Barrier Reef. Plus... The Paris Agreement's put an undue burden on the United States of America. The U.S. now has the first ever climate science denier Secretary of State. All that denial and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Incidentally, a tree falls in the woods is Scott Pruitt's definition of porn. (laughs) Hey, talk about your money shots. This is your... Green News Report. Yeah, we all have our kinks. Okay, Desi Doyen, it is now May, and incredibly, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt still has a job at the EPA, but now a new whistleblower is stepping forward. Yep, uh, ABC News reports that a whistleblower at the Environmental Protection Agency has accused EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt of lying to Congress in his testimony last week. Pruitt had testified that he thought no EPA employees were retaliated against for raising concerns about his spending, but Kevin Shemaleski, former Deputy Chief of Staff for the EPA, says that he was forced out after he refused to approve Pruitt's first-class travel and other expenses, saying an EPA manager bluntly told him as much. Hey, uh, Administrator Pruitt either wants me to fire you or put you in an office that he doesn't have to see you again. I said, do you realize we can't do that? And she just said once again, This is what the administrator wanted me to look into. Despite mounting calls for his resignation, Pruitt appears to be pleasing Trump and appears to be going nowhere. This Shimaleski guy, he must be a career official, an Obama holdover, a Democrat, a Trump hater. Actually, no. He says he's a Republican. He worked on Trump's presidential campaign and said he still supports Trump and would walk through a brick wall for him. Well, they're going to have a tough time smearing him, but... Give them time. They'll figure it out. Meanwhile, the United States Senate late last week confirmed former CIA Director Mike Pompeo as America's first ever climate change denying U.S. Secretary of State. When he was a congressman from Kansas, Pompeo's nickname was the Congressman from Coke because he's the all-time number one recipient of campaign cash from the oil and chemical magnates, the billionaire Koch brothers. Pompeo supports President Trump's intent to be the only nation on the planet to withdraw from the global Paris climate agreement, as he told Democratic Senator Ben Cardin in his confirmation hearing a few weeks ago. The United States would be the only country saying we don't want to talk to you about climate under the arrangements that every other country is dealing with. You don't see a conflict with that position and trying to be the top diplomat of America, the leader of the world? Senator, there are many times that we work with our allies and there are many other times when we just don't see it the same way. Our first climate science-denying Secretary of State. What a proud moment 
America is truly great again. And we're leading the world. No doubt. The Trump Department of Transportation and the EPA now plan to dramatically weaken fuel economy standards for cars and trucks, standards that had been one of President Obama's most significant efforts to address climate change. The Trump administration plans to freeze standards for vehicle efficiency and emissions in 2020 and leave them unchanged through at least 2026, meaning little innovation is coming and ultimately will cost consumers billions of dollars at the pump. Because if there's anything Americans have been clamoring for, it is less efficient vehicles. And spending more of their money at the gas pump. Yep. Meanwhile, comedian Michelle Wolf really touched a nerve at the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Sunday with jokes that skewered everyone from White House staff to President Trump to the journalists in attendance. As she finished her speech, she pointed out the corporate media's massive blind spot on Flint, Michigan. Good night! Flint still doesn't have clean water! Now, some in the D.C. media were outraged about Wolf's tone, but apparently not outraged that Flint, Michigan, and literally thousands of other American towns are also grappling with lead contamination in their drinking water. Finally, some good news. The Australian government pledged on Sunday to devote hundreds of millions of dollars in a bid to rescue the imperiled Great Barrier Reef in what would be the largest single investment for reef conservation in Australia's history. Half of the Great Barrier Reef has died due to warming ocean temperatures. The funds will go to improve water quality, restore corals, and monitor conditions on the world's most famous coral reef but not to address climate change. Well, aside from the environmental concerns, this is also a huge tourist concern for Australia, is it not? Yes, indeed it is. So no wonder they're willing to invest in at least that much. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! We are looking at the death of comedy. Yeah, the death of comedy, everybody. Uh, We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, Early caller, uh, I don't know who this is calling in right now. Uh, Somebody in the 361 area code. You're a little early for open phones, but who is this? Where are you calling from? I'm sorry, I got a little early there. Uh, I'm calling from South Texas. My name's John Brittabo. Hey, John! Hey, John! I know that voice anywhere. That's a red well, dot in Texas. And, uh, a little bit Blue dot. The color there, but we're Blue dot. dot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, a, a real, real, yeah, real, hold on, real, real, real quick, John. Welcome back, uh, Rain from Fort Freedom's blog in Washington, D.C. Hello? 
Thanks. Hi, John. And, and Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. And hi, John. Hi, Joe. How you doing, bub? <laughs> I got to tell good, you, John. Good, good. We had a great time on the... Go on, finish, Joe. Oh, Lord. oh, I said we had a great time on the show uh, Sunday. John is one of my best straight men. I'll tell you what, I, I got to say, I love listening to the clown car when you're on, John. It's so great. And I love it when Tim plays uh, uh, your videos or excerpts from your videos. You have some epic, epic dialogues, and I admire you for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate it very much, Kenny. Uh, I've been I've been listening to y'all's show all evening here. So oh, I've good. Been, I've been paying attention to the conversation here. Well, it's nice hope- to meet you. Yeah, it's it, a little off on the timing. The that's all. That's okay. Well, we'll 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 get to we'll we'll talk to you for a few minutes, and then we'll get to uh, our other business at hand here. Um, and I do want to mention a tweet that Susan uh, tagged me in from Resistor Sisters. Uh, it's from Bust Magazine at Bust underscore Magazine. It says Michelle Wolf's eyeshadow of lies uh, joke was not <laughs> sexist, but. The most criticisms about Michelle's Wolf White House Correspondence Dinner performance are. So, yeah, so the Bust Magazine gets it, Rain. You're totally spot on. Uh, the, these are sexist attacks against uh, Michelle Wolf, and it was never a sexist attack against um, Sarah Hickabilly Slanders. Yeah, they didn't like a woman making those jokes. So, John, what did you, what, what was your impression of all this? Well, <laughs> Uh, honestly, uh, a little bit of fake outrage. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I listened to the whole show at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and uh, mm-hmm. I, the the, uh, the abortion joke was the only one that I thought pushed the envelope a little bit. But uh, I, I don't, uh, you know, if anybody knows me, I don't cut that that uh, issue any slack either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm one of them people who believe that uh, you're so much abor- uh, against. You know, abortion. Why aren't you lining up at the clinic to help adopt that child? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's that's, that's very the fair point. yeah. That's the thing. If you're if you're anti-abortion, um, I want you to tell me how many children you've adopted. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What are you doing to alleviate the problems of of, of, of children in the world? You're not yeah. doing much. You know, last I heard, you're taking every social program they have mm-hmm. and slamming it down in the toilet. And, and to Susan's uh, parents, uh, she, Susan was adopted, and her parents were conservatives, and so was her brother. Her older brother was adopted. And though, to, to me, you know, I disagreed with my, my in-laws all the live long day about all kinds of social policies, but I respected where they came from uh, on abortion because they adopted. Yeah, they did something about it. They, they, they actually have, took an action. Yeah, against what they think, you know, to make it to make a, their impact in the world. Yeah, that, that's commendable. And and Su- Susan and I, uh, for for uh, various different reasons, I won't get into. Um, we, we don't have kids, but if we ever uh, were, you know, if if Susan were to ever get pregnant, we decided a long time ago. We've been mar- married twenty years this July. If we ever were to have a kid, we we would keep it and that's our personal situation that's personal choice. and you know uh, and and, and, and and that's 
But again, and one not taken lightly. One not yeah. taken lightly. No, not at uh, all. By by many, you know, you could find the one or two cases somebody's going to point to and say, "Oh, look at here, this is such a disgrace," and mm-hmm. that story might be. But in the vast over, you know, uh, greater picture, it's uh, that's not what it is. Nobody wants, an, you know, is they oh they want abortion. No, we nobody wants an abortion. Nobody wants exactly. to go through that. Uh, exactly. Like you, my wife and I have been married 41 years now. It took us 14 years before we had our first child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that was a lot of that was a lot of fighting for that. You know, it was like, oh Lord, we went to the doctor and all that kind of stuff, and uh, just finally gave up. We had a good time. I had money in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a child, and life changed, and and thank goodness it did. Yeah, and you know, I got two boys. I'm so proud of, and everything like that. But, uh, but not everybody has that that fairy tale story that everything's hunky dory. And uh, I don't think there's any one of us that should judge somebody else on what they have to do. Uh, you know what, John? You just earned yourself uh, uh, your first call to the show, and you earned yourself your very first amen for that. Amen. <laughs> amen. There you go. Amen. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No problem. It. Uh, I, well, I, I, you know, I waited so late to have kids. I, I you know, I spoiled them rotten. There, yeah. They, they, <laughs> you know, as much as I could, I, you know, that's not much, but well, they damn sure know what love is. So. I'm, I'm sure they probably appreciated every little thing and every big thing, you know, and, uh, and that's great. So. Uh, but John, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm gonna let you go, but I, I do want to get you on. I would love to have you on as as a guest for you know at least a segment or maybe an hour sometime. Um, sure. So uh, I will, I'll shoot you a message over on Facebook, and uh, and we'll make we'll make it happen real soon. How about that? Outstanding. I appreciate it. I'd no love problem. To. Yeah. Anytime excellent. we can talk politics, I'm in there. You got it. You got a great voice. You got a great uh, 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 position uh, on all the all all the important uh, matters, and I'd love to extend your platform here as much as I can. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And you Joe, want, he, he's the one. That, he said, "John, you want to call in uh, Tuesday?" So I, nice. I yeah. Nice. Make sure. Well, yeah, and we really have fun when I do the clown car, and John's there playing yeah. off. I love it. I know. You make it easy. Doesn't he? You just fold right into the into the skit. Yeah, you guys. You guys work really well together. I got to say, I I envy that that kind of chemistry. That's good. But um, and John, real quick before we let you go, tell everybody how they can find you. You can find me on Facebook under my name, John Britabo. I go live three times a week now. I'll be going live tomorrow. You can find me on. YouTube a blue dot in Texas and on Twitter at blue dot in Texas and as I always say out my truck window uh, you can hear plenty <laughs> so nice and I appreciate I, the time Kenny and you're no fine. problem I'm continue listening to the show and you you're doing great I appreciate it oh thanks I got to say one last thing too I don't know where your studio is but I love it because you got all kinds of awesome stuff and like cat pictures and everything in the background so I'm like ooh Those what's he got there family family members have sent me a lot of stuff we call it a blue dot family and and that's my, uh, I, I don't call it a fan page. It's a family page. It's John Bertabeau Speaks, Blue Dot Family. And, nice. Uh, you know, we're, we're over 3,000 members there. So they they like to send me junk, and I like getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and vote Beto. Great that way. And vote for it Beto. Does. 
So look, uh, I'll let y'all go. I appreciate all right. your time on the show, Kenny, and, and and I'll continue listening here, buddy. All right, I appreciate it, John, very much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all take right. care. Bye, John. Good evening. All right. Bye bye. Bye, Joe. So that was a nice surprise. That was a very nice surprise. Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe. So, all right. Ah, well, I'll tell you what. Let's do lightning round name calling, Joe. It's th- today is Theo's birthday, and um, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. It, so, um, let's go ahead and get to. Uh, we're gonna skip the jingle just so we can get straight to the biscuits. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. So, uh, okay. there you go. There you go. Biscuits. No fooling around now. I gotta Biscuit. get down. Okay, ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got uh, Adam Hebert. We got Balawa. We got Clinster, Jay Collie, Cat, who's tearing it up with the jokes tonight. Cat. I know. She's hot. And we got uh, Kenny Sr. Hello, Dad. We have Lee again. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have President. We have Sandy and Derwood. Scoopster. Theo J, who's having a birthday, 66. And uh, I have three years on him there. Nah. And uh, <laughs> we have Tim Coramal, my boss. We have Trojan Rabbit. And last but certainly not least, from Chicago, Will. Excellent, excellent. And... Um, That's it. Oh, also, I wanted to say Miles is probably out there too, uh, listening. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. So, uh, but yeah. So uh, I guess we should probably, uh, unless anybody else has a birthday. Oh, Moonster. Uh, Moonster's birthday. So is that Moon Mare? Moon Mare. And I, I saw Heather in and out of here earlier. Yes, Heather definitely was here. Yeah, I and, thought I saw her sneaking in and out. Yeah. So, uh, all right, and uh, and John, John's listening too. He's just not in our chat room. So, appreciate the call, John. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, give Theo and Moonster birthday boners. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my birthday. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, Theo, uh, Theo's getting, he's going to have a lot of, a lot of spanks this year. A spank. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that many though. Um, I don't think we'd ever miss John Boehner. Uh, yeah, really, <laughs> really. So, uh, all right. Uh, we got a few. John Boehner would be backing pot <laughs> seriously uh, oh, i would i would have believed that back then <laughs> well, you pass me that big old spliff <laughs> goes yeah. good with my low yeah i'm out of marlboro reds give me that joint um oh, i just pinched, pinched myself with a roach clip oh, yeah. where <laughs> <Hey>, yo. <laughs> <laughs> the original orange clown from dc yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I got well. I got to play the orange clown uh, clip since I since I called myself out How on. How dare you put me in the same location as that orange clown? Yes. There you go. Um. So, uh. But yeah. So, if anybody else wants to call in, the number to call three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six or three three zero Ken. The number one. 
G-O-O. Go-O. Goo. Goo. <laughs> goo. And, um, I love goo. Now, Rain, I don't. I don't want you to. I. I. I, I noticed some of your comments in the chat uh, regarding abortion. I don't want you to stay silent if you disagree with anything that anybody has said about this. So I know. You know, if if I you know. want, I if you want to, I don't. I also don't want to alienate. What was his name? John. John. Well, I don't think. Uh, yeah. I, I. Oh yeah. Was it John who called in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've never heard of him before, and I I appreciate his call, but um. I just want to put it out there. I I have I personally have an issue with with people saying nobody wants an abortion. Because gotcha, yeah. God's honest truth is that there are women out there who want an abortion. Understood. And I know that's uncomfortable. Well I know I, it's uncomfortable. No, no, it, it, here's the thing is I think that I think that it's uh, and Adam Hebert is on the line, but uh, hang tight there, Adam. Um, I, I think it's uh, it, it, what maybe what John is saying is it's not anything ever anybody ever plans to do. Like down the road, it's like they're not saying this is you know yes. what's going to happen. Right, right. You know, right. nobody, it's, nobody, it's, nobody wants it. You know, before the fact. But if you need I, one, I'd like to speak then you want one yeah. for one moment. It's sure. not like there are women out there saying, I'm going to go and have sex, and I don't care if I get pregnant because I'm just going to have an abortion. Yeah. This, this to me, it, it, and I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't want to I, I want, I want that man to call in again. Oh, yeah. John's great. John's great. We'll have him on the show again. And, but I, but, I, um, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what he meant is that, you know, nobody ever. It's not like a goal in life. You know, right, this is this right. is what I'm going to do. But if you need one and you I want one, hundred abortions. Then you go. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess that, that's yeah. the point that I'm trying to make is yeah. I don't care. I really don't care mm -hmm. if you don't. This is really going to be radical, but I don't care if you just have unprotected sex and you don't give a shit about any of it at all and you find yourself pregnant and you go and have an abortion mm -hmm. i don't care sure but i yeah I, I think that for the most part i don't think that's that's a general mindset you know no it's not so for the most I, part it's not but yeah. it happens oh when it rains it pours that, we, that was my point tonight we, i'm no, that's okay. Well, uh, well, let's let's go ahead and let Adam jump in here because we only got a couple minutes. Uh, Adam, uh, what, what do you want to talk about? The White House Correspondents' Dinner. Well, I, I was going to wait. I was listening to you guys talk about the abortion issue, and I was going to weigh in on that. Go ahead, okay. go for it, go for it. Because I'm I, I'm in Rain's column on this one. Um, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, it, it's no one's goddamn business who gets what medical procedure. And Bingo. second of all. One thing conservatives don't seem to understand is that the concept of choice flows both ways. Mm -hmm. You can choose to have an abortion, or you can, you know, or you can choose not to. They don't believe in in your right to autonomy. Mm -hmm. They their goal is to basically eliminate choice until oh hey by a staggering coincidence you have no other choice but the one I personally approve of. Isn't that funny? Yeah, based on my backwards uh, cherry-picked uh, biblical worldview. Yeah, 
Um, and and I, I, I do feel kind of bad for Rizzo, but I did mention I had another Boehner. Oh, oh, you do. You do. What? What, what is it? Uh, uh, well, my obscenely adorable, tooth-achingly nep- cute nephew, Kai, turns three on Thursday. Well, this should be separate anyway, because this is for a child, so it's a Boehner for certain. Um, yeah, I did so, say Boehner, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, and I, I was I was reemphasizing that. So, okay. um, so there you go for uh, for Kai. Here you go. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. I'm all for freedom. Congratulations. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> a slightly modified Happy version birthday. there. Kai. I'm, I'm sorry, Rain. His name is Kai. I just said happy Kate, birthday. I, yeah, she said oh, happy okay. birthday. Said what his name was. Yeah, she said happy <laughs> birthday, and I said Kai. Okay, that's why I was confused. All right. We well, got it. We, is my we normal, got it all together. My normal state of being. So, he's so, three years old. Yes. And nice. he is adorable, and it's it's scary just how much he looks like me sometimes. Those Hebert genes are strong. <laughs> I know. So. And Mom always said I should be limited to one or less of myself. Yeah, that's true. I agree with your mom. Give her a pat on the back for that one for me. Um, no, <laughs> I kid. So, uh, uh, towel day, when is that coming up, Adam? When is that? Uh, Friday, May 25th. Okay, yeah. So we're working on uh, something for Tal Day, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. Yes. We might actually, uh, I need to talk to you. Uh, I'll probably call you later tonight because the great, uh, uh, broadcast is off all next week. So I think we need some alternate programming for all next week at 3 p.m. Eastern. So we'll, we're going to figure that out. Uh, or, ooh. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got time if you, if well, you yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll talk later. Thanks for calling in, Adam. Adam, happy birthday, Kai. I'm going to let you go because we got to get Francie in here, okay? All right, give Francie my regards. Oh, wait, I can't already. Hi, Francie. Have a good night, everyone. Hi, Adam. Bye. All right, (laughs) see you. Get out of here, kid. Bye. So, you're bothering me. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Also, Mike Check Radio every Saturday, Um, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. This to say to Rain's point, my body, my choice, and to Adam's point, it's none of your fucking business. And in certain situations, the choice is crystal clear. And yeah. again, it's none of your goddamn business. Stay out of my womb. <laughs> I think the overall Stay point... Stay out I, of my womb. I think the you know, overall overall point legal. to me... To, to, to me, it's just a legal thing. Yeah. It, well, yeah, that's that's the most important thing. It's it's legal. And yeah. no matter how you arrive to that conclusion or to right. that it's point, no business, man. it's nobody's business. And yep. it's up to you on how yeah. you get there, you know. Yeah. And and it's it's not you know it's it's uh it's not really quantifiable, and it's not something that you know you can you know conservatives would like to make blanket statements, and demonize over it, and and that's you know, you can't you just the can't. Thing, the thing is, these conservatives, well, you know, the women in their lives can get them, no problem. It's sure. Access yeah. to other women. Money. That's the problem. 
yeah. you know, access for our our sisters out there that don't have money or there's no clinic nearby. Yes. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Sure. You know, and the bear fly him to, the bear fly him to somewhere in Europe. Man, that's out the fucking window, too. Yeah, I am you barefoot, know. but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> you know, hey, Ivanka can go fly anywhere in Europe she wants if uh, it's outlawed here and do whatever she wants. You oh, know, I know. If, a, wealthy, if, uh, a wealthy woman can go and get. Always. Always, mm-hmm. always, Every throughout time, time. Francie, thank you. Every friggin' time. And this thing isn't really about abortion. It's about men controlling women. Putting yeah. women back in yeah. their place. Back in the kitchen, lady. You, we don't want you working anymore. Because all this bullshit about, you know, smile more, uh, smoky eyes, lipstick, all this friggin' shit was never, ever said to any man. It doesn't matter yes. what a man looks like, although if a man is very good looking, like, you know, I remember when Kennedy was running, you know, everybody mm-hmm. was saying, oh, how handsome he was, how handsome, handsome. But if he was but ugly, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, a woman though she she has to you know look right, whatever the fuck that means. She has to have her eyes have to be balanced, and her lip liner got to be you know perfect, and the hair you know they make fun of everything. And those eyes Every should be smoky, thing. and and it never never. I mean, Hillary liked to wear pantsuits. So so the fuck what? Heavens to Betsy! You know, oh my god! Put on a dress like Rudy Giuliani. Why don't you? <laughs> I would, I, if he had the balls to do that, you know, more power to him. You know, I I, I, see that. I'm so glad you brought up Rudy Giuliani wearing the dress thing. Uh, Giuliani, yeah. They should, they should put it. They should put put Giuliani's uh, uh, fake breasts in the Smithsonian. So there you go. There you go. With his lower plate. plate. Yeah. Um, um, Maybe um, that. I would love to see the day, you know, they, if a woman wears a tuxedo, which I think is quite cool. They oh, yeah. If a woman yeah. wears a pantsuit, they comment. Sure. If the woman's cleave, you know, if, the, if it's cut too short, down too low, open on the side, they, they comment. Yeah. Never, ever, ever does anybody say about a man, oh, my God, that is one butt ugly tie. Oh, but uh, we 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 on the other hand yeah. have noticed Trump's accordion pants on this well, show from time him. to time. <laughs> His ties are too long. I mean, are you kidding me? Who the fuck wears their ties? I have the longest ties. They're the biggest, most beautiful. Penis is so small. Tremendous long tie. And oh, Francie, you broke the rule on my show. Yeah. And you know, yeah. there that lady comes in and pounds her fist. Don't say penis in this house. All right. Another thing, fat ass right. needs a new tailor because his suits don't fit. Uh, you're right. Tailor, you're right. Do you are you assuming he has a tailor? I think oh, he just mind. needs a get him a new bat. <laughs> I made an assumption. <laughs> just oh, get bad on me. Uh, just tailor is the say, guy that makes the harps. He has to go to. He has to go yeah. to what he called that extra large and tall, the big um, shop for little chicks. He has to go to the one with the for the protruding ass. Yes. Yeah. Did you see I'm that not, ass, Francis? Yeah, he got a, he got back. Baby got back. Ew. Boy, it's got, that's why that tie is long. He's he got a big dirty asshole. That ass. Yeah. Oh. One time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. 
All right, Francie, we got to let you go. We okay. we got to go to break. Okay, thanks for thanks taking for calling. my call. I know. Uh, talk I to know, you soon. I know, I know. And hey, right. Rain, I'm available if you ever want to have me on your little show. My little show? I will what? pass it along yes. to the Sues. We'll get you on Resistor well, Sisters very show. soon. That's Heidi and Sues. Oh, well, All right. I'll drop you a line. I'll drop you a line, Francie. Thank talk you. to you soon. Okay, I do the. I, I'm the booker, so. I'm, um, I'm just the wing anyway. woman. I've made that clear. All right, we're 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 long overdue to go to break. I got a lot of great audio to play when we come back. Great audio of horrible people. Um, so, uh, but anyway, we're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with uh, the final hour of this Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thank you, uh, John, uh, Adam, and Francie for calling in. We really appreciate it. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. We are looking at the death of comedy. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. 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 You know, I came up with an ingenious idea uh, on the break. Um, Next week, since uh, the broadcast is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, the broadcast is off next week. Uh, and I know I was talking to Adam maybe about planning with him. I think I, I've already overruled that decision. And I'm going to run uh, five the five best episodes of Resistor Sisters next week at 3 p.m. Oh. through the week. So uh, you, you, Susan, and Heidi can let me know what five episodes. And we'll uh, uh, run those in place of the broadcast next week. Oh, okay. Oh, my. Wow. So, right. yeah. Big responsibility there um yeah. find the best episodes there's some right. good stuff Heidi, there's some good stuff Heidi and Suze have to pick up on this because i've made it yeah. very clear i'm just the wingman well you can have an opinion you're allowed to have that so okay. uh, uh <laughs> don't worry it'll happen if they don't pick them i will so um anyway welcome back of course joe santorza scranton pennsylvania the electric city also heard on the Tim Cormel Show. And the Tim Cormel Show can be heard every Tuesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern. And I'm looking forward to hearing it after the program tonight. It's going to be fun. Excellent. All right. Live from Scranton. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So you watching the TV in the background there? 
I am sorry, but I was. <laughs> I was looking for breaking news. Wait a second. Hold on. We, we don't have time for breaking what? news. Joe, I'm going to out you. What are you? You're, what? I'm going to out you. Okay. Uh-oh. You, you said in our chat that you were pretty much done with cable news. He's probably oh, watching it. on his computer. Oh, okay, Joe. Bye. So, but anyway. Oh. Anyway, anyway. All right. I, I got a lot of audio to get through. I We might be able to squeeze in one Mad Lib tonight, but uh, this is, uh, this is we got a lot of good stuff here uh, to cover. A lot of good, bad stuff, that is. And... All right, let's let, let's start here with Seth Myers. All right, Seth Myers has a little bit of history uh, lesson on who Michelle uh, uh, Michelle Wolf is. All right, and uh, here is here's part one uh, because she used to work for uh, Seth Myers a couple of years ago. So yeah, I here. didn't know this. Yeah, I didn't know. Again, yeah. I didn't know who she was until just this weekend. And now I, I'm I love her. I think she's awesome and hilarious, as you will see with this Seth Meyers uh, stuff here. Here's clip one. Saturday night was the White House Correspondents' Dinner in Washington D.C. I hosted it before uh, once in 2011, and this morning Donald Trump had this to say on Twitter: "The White House Correspondents' Dinner was a failure last year, but this year was an embarrassment to everyone associated with it. The filthy comedian totally bombed, couldn't even deliver her lines, much like the Seth Meyers week performance." <laughs> good you know it's always nice when the eye of sauron is upon you <laughs> first of all thank you for bringing it up it is one of the best nights of my life and i would personally bring it up all the time but it would look tacky <laughs> second of all the filthy comedian you mentioned is michelle wolf and she used to work here now michelle wolf doesn't need anyone to defend her but she is our friend so just know when you call her filthy you are right <laughs> she is filthy and she is mean which is what we love about her because those are wonderful qualities for comedians and terrible qualities for free world leaders ah aha yeah i'm into that oh, i'm into that for sure ah man so yeah so isn't it? Isn't that great? That's amazing. And she's filthy and she's mean. This makes me want to like get on LinkedIn and be like, Michelle, can we be friends? Yeah, yeah. And please, everybody, go watch her. Uh, nice, I think "Nice Lady" is the name of her uh, um, HBO special. It's really funny. So uh, we 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 yeah, laughed quite nice. a bit. She's not nice, and she's not a lady. And she's going to have a Netflix uh, special. Or oh, series. yeah, a Netflix Netflix series, I think. She's going to be like, bitches, I'm going to take you down. Yeah. I love women like her. Well, this is this is really I funny. I love mean women. The, uh, Seth, Seth uh, in the second clip here, played a little sketch uh, with Michelle Wolf as grown-up uh, little orphan Annie. <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, I thought it was really funny. You want to know how filthy she is? Here she is playing grown-up Annie on our show. And all this work with Annie's nannies has gotten me to look inward, and I realized I never really felt comfortable being who I really am. Until now. So, Seth, I'd like to announce that I'm getting a sex change. Oh, oh grown-up Annie, that is very brave of you to admit Thank that, you, you. that you're getting a sex change. Thank you, I know. 
from now on, I'm only going to have sex facing people. Oh, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a sex change. It is for me. Okay. It is. That was about <laughs> Annie, an orphan. If you ask me, Sarah Huckabee Sanders got off easy. She did. She totally did. It is for she me. Really <laughs> it is uh, for me. Yeah. I have to face people I'm having sex with. See, see. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I love that kind of hard comedy from women. I do. Yeah. I, I got to say this. I love it because it's, it's just people like, oh, a woman is saying that stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, women can say that stuff. Women can be like any male comedian. But and funnier. And funny. In, uh, in general, funnier when it comes to stuff like that. Because, yes. you know, I mean, how many blowjob jokes do you have to hear out of, you know, male comedians? You're just like, all right, okay, I get it. Yep. So, uh, but this this is the next one. Um and the, the press corps, you know, did a, did a major flip-flop on this, uh, on having her. Again, did you, could no one from the press corps go and watch her HBO special? Could no one do that? It would be called vetting. Oh, my God. But the same way that the White House doesn't vet anybody. Yeah. So so yeah so here 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 we go the press corps became like the Trump administration in this sense yes. they're like oh yeah. we love her or we hate her you know <laughs> yeah. here you go Trump was going to be upset with Michelle no matter what but at least the press knew what they were getting right when they announced Michelle Margaret Taleb president of the White House Correspondents Association said in a statement our dinner honors the first amendment of strong independent journalism Michelle's embrace of these values and her truth to power style makes her a great friend of the White House Correspondent Association so Michelle spoke truth to power as advertised and yet yesterday the same Margaret Taleb released a statement saying last night's program was meant to offer a unifying message about our common commitment to a vigorous and free press while honoring civility unfortunately the entertainers monologue was not in the spirit of that mission you hired her. <laughs> That's like a parent sending an email saying yesterday's birthday was meant to celebrate Kevin turning six years old. Unfortunately, the stripper's dance routine was not in the spirit of the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, uh, all right. I, I want to get, get to this last one here. Um, uh, it, it just Seth Meyers, uh, again, we're, we're lucky to have somebody like Michelle Wolf. The whole point of your dinner is to socially celebrate the First Amendment, and Michelle Wolf subscribes to the way of the Native Americans. She uses every part of the First Amendment. <laughs> so here's the good news. Michelle Wolf has a new show yes. premiering on Netflix May 27th. It's called The Break, and based on what happened Saturday, you can be sure that it will be great, because she's not going to waste any time trying to decide when it is or isn't proper to make fun of people in power who lie to us on a daily basis. And look, I know you just think. Ooh. Ooh. I know you just think I'm saying this because she's my friend, but I can't stress this enough. Michelle is so mean. <laughs> I was her boss and she made the meanest jokes about me all the time. She's been gone for two years, but I still jump when I see a redhead on the street. <laughs> We're lucky to have her. Give it up for Michelle Wolf, everybody. There you go. There you go. So, 
Uh, yeah, so so good on you, good on you, uh, Seth Myers for for sticking up for Michelle Wolf. Um, and uh, again, I I'm I'm really curious. It's called The Break, her, her Netflix special or series. I don't know. Uh, I got to look more into it. But I'm looking forward series. to it. It's going to be on Sunday nights. Oh, it's okay. Great. So I'm assuming yeah. the first one probably she'll talk about her her experience with. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, one would hope i'm really happy about this because it's another woman in late night yeah and not only that but boy conservatives you sure gave her a platform <laughs> you dipshits uh oh so they sad really are scared of strong women yeah they would they want like they police really protection are. after this thing you know, <laughs> I mean, Michelle Wolf went after she went after Hillary Clinton. She mm-hmm. went after the Democrats, and guess what? I still found her funny. Yeah, I, what she said about didn't. yeah in her HBO special, what she said about uh, Hillary Clinton, I thought was wildly hysterical. You know, I I am not pleased with Republicans or conservatives. I just. Yeah. Get over yourselves. Yeah. Stop telling us what is supposed to be funny and what is not. Yeah. You guys don't understand comedy at all. They don't. They no, don't, they don't. Period. Well, even <laughs> even some as some the, this next clip. Um. Uh. Uh. Let me see. Uh. Oh, and you you gave me his name. He used to work for Al Jazeera. Joe. Uh. Last night I was looking for this MSNBC host. Uh. Eamon, um. Moyeldon. Eamon Moyeldon. Is that the name? Joe? Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think that's Yes, a, I'm here. Yeah, that's He's an Egyptian-born... Egyptian uh, he was formerly with Al Jazeera, yeah. Yeah, so Eamon... Uh, he Mo- does the gig Mo- on Saturday afternoon on MSNBC. Okay. So he had... Uh, well, it must have been Sunday afternoon uh, that he did this, because this was after the, the correspondence dinner. Uh, or maybe he was filling in for somebody. Um, he filled but, in for Ari Melber uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. So uh, he had uh, a panel on his show of uh, three different women. The first one, Elena Treen from Axios. I don't even. I'm not even familiar with. Uh, I know Axios, but I don't know what their political bent is. But um, uh, this, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Elena Treen. She she missed the point entirely. Did you find that specific comment that she made to be an offensive comment? Uh, Elena, let me begin with you. Right. Well, I was in the room there last night. I was attending the dinner. uh, And I just remember, especially when she started, there were laughs. But then as the night went on, especially what we just heard from Press Secretary Sarah's about Press Secretary Sarah Sanders, it kind of went a little too far. And that's what a lot of people were saying. And I personally, I understand that she's a comedian and uh, comedians these days, you know, a lot of jokes are mean and that's what you should expect and we kind of have this debate every year after the dinner. But um, I think that I spoke with some people last night who are comedians themselves, and they say, you know, one of their rules is don't make it personal. You you can attack what they do and how they act, but not them personally or their physical appearance. That's exactly what, that is literally what she did. (laughs) What comedians did you talk to, Dennis Miller? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Greg Gutfeld? Well, uh, that's who they want next year, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he, I, I, I can't remember where I read it. They were talking, there was somebody who proposed next year, perhaps we should have a 
liberal and then a Repub- or conservative. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh- <laughs> God damn it. These people need to get over themselves, really. They need they to get really over do. themselves. Yeah, and uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna embrace your beliefs, mm-hmm. then shut up and enjoy the comedy. Yeah, and uh, if you don't if you don't like it being burned or roasted, mm-hmm. then you got a problem. Yeah, unless you want to burn facts for a smoky eye. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Atima oh, Omara, so annoying. Atima Omara is the second panelist here, and she got it. She understood it. She's a political strategist, the uh, women's rights activist, um, Virginia, Virginia Rain, DNC member, um, and President uh, Emeritus Young Democrats of America. She got it. She got it. Did you think that comment went too far? No, I mean, not at all. I mean, I thought it was a little interesting that she made a comment about the fact that Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been noted several times for having, quite honestly, gone out before the American people and said stuff that was not truthful. She actually kind of gave her a backhanded comment. I would actually, not backhanded compliment, I would actually call it a compliment by saying she had a perfect smoky eye. And a lot of women I know from following a lot of makeup YouTube videos uh, try to aspire to get that perfect smoky eye, and she does a very good job of it. So I actually think she did not make any comments about her weight or her looks or anything else. Just said like, "Hey, she takes like the ash of her lies and turns it into a perfect smoky eye." Boom! Right there, she got it. She got it. She understood it. She literally just broke down the joke in a non-funny way and told us all what we've all been saying. You know, <laughs> and uh, in a non-funny way because yeah. the right wing doesn't understand comedy. Oh, and, and so oh, the, people to say the audio I'm saving for the yeah the audio I'm saving for the end of the show tonight. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, but yeah, goddamn. God damn it! Yeah, I will say the 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 last bit of audio I have is amazing. Uh, amazing in the sense that it really did make me want to break things. Um, so uh, the next one from the panel, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm trying to go lightning round here because this is, um, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. We're going to go to break a little bit early here um, because this, and I, I'm I'm sorry, gang. I don't know if we're going to have time for Mad Libs tonight, uh, but the, the the rest of this audio is going to be pretty damn funny. Because we're just... What's that? We had Mad Libs on Saturday night. Oh, you did. You had some... uh, House Correspondence Dinner. Oh, did they do Mad Libs? No, they didn't, but we could have... Okay. Yeah. My comedy broke. No. (laughs) (laughs) We better get you to the hospital. Your comedy broke? You don't want to have that baby in the lobby. Yeah. So, well, you know, that that's the unfortunate thing, though. We're witnessing something right now. We are looking at the death of comedy. <laughs> yeah. All oh, the death of comedy. Yeah, I'm yes. sorry. I just... I... No, it's okay. Yeah, that did work. No, it, it did work in the end. Uh, it did work. Uh, so, anyway, let, let's go ahead and uh, play a longer bobber song here. So maybe we'll do, uh, um, hmm. 
What do we got? Swimming upside down would be a good one. Or no, invisible. We haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, you know who doesn't want to be invisible? Michelle Wolf. <laughs> and uh, oh, no, she does not. No, she wants... Home. She, I do too. She wants to be highly visible, and thank you, conservatives, for making it happen right before her new series debuts on Netflix yeah, this month. This is the best thing that ever happened oh, for her. Yeah, I know, I know. And you know, oh man, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna talk. I'm gonna get some of her HBO stuff for this Friday. Uh, just a, a few little jokes and you know whatever it's gonna be good so anyway let's go ahead and uh, run to the break when we come back um sorry guys uh, mad libs can't happen every time um but you're gonna laugh you're gonna laugh at the end this is good stuff so uh let's hit the break we'll be right back with the final segment of this tuesday edition of turn up the night with kenny pick right after this <laughs> The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear.
call. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton. Welcome back to the program. Hello, Joe. Hello, Rain. Hi there. How are you? Hi. Hi. Neat. Uh, So, uh, anyway, uh, just so everybody knows. It wasn't funny. It was stupid. uh, Is everything that Republicans have said about the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, But we're going to find out where that clip comes from here momentarily. And, of course, uh, this one as well. We are looking at the death of comedy. (laughs) Because that's actually a thing, and it will be buried um, tomorrow. We're going to actually cremate comedy and scatter its ashes um, in the Sea of Galilee. Uh, (laughs) So Sarah Sanders can have just smoky... Oh yeah! Oh, see, you cremate comedy. She has endless smoky eye capabilities endless. there. Endless. So maybe uh, it's Maybelline. Maybe it's lies. You know what, though, Rain? I think that was comedy. What we were doing there. So we need to stop because comedy has died. I know. I'm we sorry. We need to be serious about this. Because are they going to cremate comedy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Endless smoky eyes. Because we could use the ashes to make smoky eyes. God damn it. If we cremate comedy, every woman in the world is going to have smoky eyes. That's Oh, that's brilliant. That's That's the idea. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, so the, we're picking up where we left off with uh, MSNBC uh, with uh, Eamon uh, um, uh, Yeldon. Um, Very and, good. I like that. Thank you. And uh, his panel, um, uh, we already heard from a couple. Well, we we heard from, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Elena Treen from Axios, who didn't get it. Atima O'Mara definitely got it. Now we're going to hear from Liz Mayer. Liz Mayer is bonkers. Okay, Liz Mayer is like a libertarian. She was like a Gary Johnson person. And um, she was... I remember him. (laughs) What's that? Oh, Gary Johnson? (laughs) I remember him. Sorry, I was just making a snarky joke. I'm sorry you do. Because that was that was embarrassing. That was cringeworthy. Well, Gary Johnson shit. also didn't know about Syria. Um, Aleppo. Aleppo. Sir- Siri who? Siri. Yes. <laughs> Siri, play me a uh, a beatbox. That's when they asked him on morning so. show about Aleppo. Aleppo. Yeah, Aleppo. Can you use that in a <laughs> sentence? Uh, so <laughs> all right, so this Sorry is a uh, take you from your. That's all right, all right. Amen, Amen Moyeldon on MSNBC, and now um, Liz Mayer chimes in and spins a wild theory about what Michelle uh, Wolf's jokes were about, and it is it is a it is a thing for the ages, my friends. To that point that Atima was making, I, obviously Michelle Wolf was facing a lot of criticism today online. In fact, uh, our own Mika Brzezinski uh, criticized her as well, uh, making references to the fact that she should not have attacked the way Sarah Huckabee Sanders looks. Uh, Michelle tweeted out, why are you guys making this about Sarah's looks? I said she burns facts and uses the ash uh, to create a perfect smoky eye. I complimented her eye makeup and her ingenuity of materials. Uh, is that a justifiable explanation there, you think, Liz? I think it's probably the best pushback she can offer from a PR and communication standpoint at this point. But no, it's not. I mean, there are a number of problems with this. First of all, let's start with the premise that while writing political comedy is extraordinarily hard, the idea no, is you're uh, supposed to uh, singe uh, or toast, not burn. Right? Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. Writing political comedy is not hard. It, it is not hard with this administration writing political. I mean, John Fugel saying said it way back in the day. Trump as as president will be a gift from the comedy gods. So Liz Mayer wrong. <laughs> it, OK, I'm who is Liz Mayer again? She's a libertarian weirdo. Um, Who doesn't write comedy? No, but it, she knows a it's hard. Writer, so she needs to shut her pie hole up. I can tell you what's a lot harder than writing comedy, political comedy, is being a Gary Johnson supporter. <laughs> well, there is that. There really is that. I mean, this is the thing. This is really, to me, this is the thing. 
we talked about we talked about Chris Lizzo, who's like, oh, he's just, you know, now he's a comedy reviewer. That guy's and a it freak. really goes to the same same point as this woman. Oh, really? You're going to talk about what it's like to write a to to be a comedic writer? Shut I mean, up. I, I, I like Shut to think up. of myself with this show and, you know, the the <laughs> reasonable success I've had for 10 years doing this show is that part of what people stick around for is me oh, and you oh, guys oh. saying funny oh, things. Right? <laughs> is it people stick around for because we say funny things? And, and you know, what, what also is, is we'll say jokes on this show and other people will say jokes on other shows that write themselves, you know, and, you know, we used to have somebody on the show who'd be like, oh, they must have been listening to our show because we made that same joke. No, the joke wrote itself for everyone across the nation if they were smart enough to catch it, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's not hard to write political comedy when you have this administration. So anyway, uh, but yeah, again, though. It's very hard to be Sorry a Gary Johnson supporter. Don't worry about it. It's 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 fine. Although I don't know, the dogs might be too much. It's too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, uh, continuing uh, with uh, Liz Mayer. Uh, oh God, this this shit gets crazy here in a second. Right, and Ugh. I think she totally missed the mark with regard to that. But let's let's also note that it's not just the smoky eye comment. She also made an allusion to a fictional character in a book who is a lesbian softball coach, and no. she made that allusion in reference to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. No. Now, you know, in order for comedy to be funny, one of the things that I think has to apply is there has to be a dose of truth or something, a kernel that sort of rings true in whatever yes. it's said. I think that's a pretty hard thing to say that Michelle Mo Michelle Wolf. Oh, okay, I, I, I'm going to pause it right there because she's saying that she's saying that the character Aunt Lydia was a lesbian softball coach in The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> really? That is literally what? not what she what Aunt Lydia was. What what one was she? She was watching Netflix, not Netflix. Oh, or maybe she was watching Faith Flicks or whatever that. No, actually, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Probably she's watching uh, Hula Dancers. I don't know. What she's shit watching. Flicks. Um, but, okay. So, Aunt Lydia, just so you understand, Liz Mayer watched Handmaid's Tale. And what she got from that was Aunt Lydia is. Uh, a lesbian so softball coach or baseball coach, whatever. Um, I don't know, sports. Because being a lesbian is terrible, right? Um, well, y you know what's funny about that, Rain, is that uh, Liz Mayer, uh, she she wears her hair very short and cropped and everything. Um, and, and she's been accused of being a lesbian before. And she, she's gone on to Twitter and, like, freaked out about it. And like, I've been married to the same man for 14 years. How dare you? Oh. So she's all upset that she's literally, she, she's oh actually been called a lesbian and gotten pissed off about it. Now she's creating new characters within the Handmaid's Tale. Lesbian softball coach Aunt Lydia. Yeah. Can somebody tell me, listen... Uh, I, I, has softball ever ever happened in the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale? Tale? Create a softball team. 
<laughs> Unless you call a, a, a stoning a softball game. There's no crying in Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe they, they figure the stonings were... Those were definitely not soft, and they were definitely not balls. What is wrong with these people? Um, you know, I, I got to tell if you we, right if now. We, if we had a softball team on the Handmaid's Tale, we'd be like... The red dresses and the white hats, and then what? The red dresses and the white hats? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, now, hold on, hold on. You know what, Rain? Seriously, I can't believe you're doing this right now, because you know you know what's happened recently, right? We are looking at the death of comedy. You were doing comedy there, and comedy is dead. <laughs> you need to respect that. Well, respect. No, you you, by the way, if they did a softball team, it would be it wouldn't be this... It would be the bonnets and the bear heads. <laughs> no, it would be the bonnets and the bonnets. <laughs> no, the bonnets and the bear heads. Oh, all right. Well, uh, let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get back to Liz Mayer and her her little bit of fanfic about the White House uh, <laughs> uh, correspondence dinner. So here's a. Uh, Here's the here's the tail end of that in terms of her mark here uh, with regard to that comment. And very clearly that that is a comment that is about Sarah Huckabee Sanders's looks. And it's not a compliment. Um, it's also extremely hypocritical that we're hearing from somebody who is of the left sort of lesbian, fat lesbian jokes. What? You know, when sure. supposedly not we're not sure supposed to be making those. What the fat lesbian joke was. Well, I think you should probably read The Handmaid's Tale. It's all over I, Twitter. I've watched what? it. Well, she called her Aunt Lydia, and she called her Aunt Lydia specifically because the ants in The Handmaid's Tale work very hard to uphold mm. the regime of the Gilead, which is against women's rights. So that was that that's, how I took that reference. Well, that's, exactly that's what not how. That's not how. Oh, thank you. Thank you to God, Liz. Oh, my God. Liz Mayer, is, she is she's as dumb as Gary uh, uh, <laughs> Gary. What's his name? I, I forgot. I've already Aleppo. forgotten it. Gary, Gary Aleppo. Gary Aleppo. Yes. Gary, Gary Johnson. Aleppo. Gary Johnson. That's not how. That's not how. <laughs> oh my goodness. So so she's. Oh my goodness. Did she did she read a Handmaid's Tale? I, I don't I think she Susan just came in and said she probably read a uh, 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 you know the the novella adaptation of a league of their own I don't know <laughs> <laughs> with bonnets oh oh, with bonnets yes a league of their own with bonnets did she buy some oh shitty God. book on Amazon that that is not the same book. Um, it, but it, you know it, w what was great about that is that you know she kind of she got put in her place by Atima Omara there, who got the joke. All right, Jesus. But yeah, didn't you realize that Aunt Lydia was a fat lesbian softball coach? No. <laughs> I want to tell you something. Not at what all. the fuck? It sounds like Liz Mayer is actually attacking the actress who plays Aunt Lydia now. Yes. Yes. That really is true. Who was on Colbert I, the other night. She but, was. Before all this shit went down. Yeah. I, I just... Hold on. I, I didn't see any softball teams. I used to play softball. Yeah. And I had a, a very rounded woman who might have been lesbian... She took our team to the championships. 
Well, so I, I want to say this too. That over, and uh, that's when I broke my collarbone. Your uh, oh, ow! That yeah. doesn't feel good. I'm sure. But here's yeah. here's the thing I, I want to say about this because okay, Jeez, Here, here's the thing is, is that um, uh, Michelle Wolf. She did say, oh, uh, you don't know what you're going to get when you go in there. A bunch of lies or, you know, a White House press briefing or if they're going to split people into if she's going to split people into teams for a softball game. Okay, Acosta, you know, shirts versus skins. Don't be such a wimp or whatever. So the only reference to softball in in her in Michelle Wolf's jokes was that separate joke from the Handmaid's Tale jokes. Right, so Liz Mayer, so Liz Mayer, to me, what I'm hearing, what Liz Mayer is saying, is that she's saying if you say a woman is a softball coach, you're saying she's a lesbian. So it sounds like Liz Mayer has a problem with softball coaches. Yes, because she has a problem with girls. I mean, because I had, uh, uh, you know, uh, my my sister had a softball coach. I I tried to play baseball, and I was horrible at it when I was a child. Uh, but my sister had a softball coach, and um, I don't ever remember, you know, thinking automatically, oh, well, she likes other ladies, you know. I mean, that's nonsense. So it sounds like this is Liz Mayer's bigotry creeping into um, Michelle Wolf's joke. So um, here, here's the last one from this interaction. And then we're going to get to the coup de, coup de gras or coup d'etat or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Liz Mayer, none of this was funny. It was stupid. No, you think, oh, no, you think her jokes were stupid? You really think that Michelle Wolf's jokes were stupid? Stupid. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Liz Mayer's analysis is so wildly stupid. Um, yeah, it's it's oh god. Again, a thing for the ages tonight's show. That's what we're 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 doing here. That's not how fifty percent of this country is taking that joke, and I fifty <laughs> percent of because a hundred percent of the country has read The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just need to throw that out there. Uh but you know, of course, uh, uh Tima Omara actually pointed that out in this clip as well. Amazing stuff though. That's not how 50% of this country is taking that joke and I think 50% that if of this you country write, probably hasn't read The Handmaid's Tale, but okay. That's okay. 50% oh, of those who have are not taking it that way so and if I'm, you go on Twitter, that's amply evident. Okay, uh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to pause it right there. The 50%, okay, whatever percentage of people who have read The Handmaid's Tale aren't conservatives. <laughs> all right? They understood the joke. They all understood the joke. And then she's like, oh, well, what people are saying on Twitter. No, what people are saying on Twitter is people like you are fucking morons for your ass backwards analysis. This is insane. Anyway, continuing. And I think that that's beside the point. If you're supposed to be writing a good comedy routine, you better write jokes that people can understand and don't think that you're calling somebody a fat lesbian if you're trying to make a different point. I oh, my say, God. To the smoky I, eye, yeah. if I can just say one thing Go on ahead. the smoky eye front, sure. you know, as a Republican woman, we constantly deal with people who are saying that we're all about the cute appearance and the pretty makeup and none of the substance, and we're just fact-free and we're stupid and we're all dumb bimbos. And so oh maybe she's God. trying to be complimentary about smoky eye, but she's got 
got to understand that, again, for a bunch of people in that audience, that comment doesn't sound like she's saying, wow, gosh, you're really, really good at makeup. Can you please teach me how to do good makeup? It sounds like she's saying, you're, you're just really a number, another idiot conservative bimbo. I think she but, oh, saying, hey, you're really good at makeup. Liz, I got to well, say, though, the first, part of, the, the first part of it was about lying, and that's why she right. gets the smoky eyes, not about the fact that she's really good at putting on, on makeup. In yep, fact, she but, she mani- but she manages to tie it together. If yeah. she just, if oh. she made just comments about lies, you know, there still would be controversy yeah. here. But the reason that she's gotten herself into trouble is because she went way far over oh the mark God, here, and I, I think it's amply evident that she did. You know, I'm not somebody who's generally a big defender of this administration or people in it, but you know, I got to be candid with you. When I read the remarks this morning, I was like, a, the basic test of a comedian is is what they said funny, and it wasn't funny. It was stupid. It was contrived, <laughs> conjured up, overly reaching, and frankly, a lot of it was actually <laughs> offensive. So, sorry, but she kind of did a bad I job. I think it's like wow. hilarious that there's all of this pearl clutching about how offensive it is when there isn't a whole lot of pearl clutching about what the president, the guy in the Oval Office says. Boom! She is literally reflect, reflecting back what we are with getting all, from the Oval Office with currently all, With right all due respect, I would like to bring the fact that Trump came the closest to shut Oh, God almighty. Oh, boy. Seriously. The stupid was all over that. The stretching uh, that uh, Liz Mayer was doing. I mean, I think she would, she'd make uh, Mr. Fantastic jealous. Comic book nerds, you'll get that joke. Um, Yeah, I mean, seriously. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, Rain... The whole thing about people out there, they say that conservative women just wear makeup and are bimbos, and that was what that was all about. And also, I read a book called The A Bada Bada's Tale, and, you know, <laughs> I mean, she never read A Handmaid's Tale. Cat pointed it out. She, she never read it. She didn't read it. She didn't. She just she didn't I'm read it. Go, I'm gonna I go back it. and look, but I don't remember the softball game. I don't think that there is room in the world of a Handmaid's Tale for softball. I, <laughs> I just, I just really don't. Unless that is some kind of creepy, like uh, patriarchal move of dominance called the softball. Uh, <laughs> Unless they call the stonings a softball game. Yeah, I mean, my I God. Don't know. Seriously, Jerry, we need. Where is Jerry Blank when we need her? God damn it! She's right there. Thank you, Rain. Go ahead. Before we get to the Sarah, final, stupid. Sarah Sanders evidently posted things on her Facebook page that have been deleted. Oh yeah. Saying that I want to be known as Aunt Lydia. No, I'm oh no. To it, and evidently Snope says, "Nope, not nah. true." And yeah. I'm having a hard time believing that. It, it was I, I I saw that today. It was fake. There, there's a fake uh, the Facebook or Twitter account for her, and okay. uh, yeah. All right. Well then, I did. We can cut this from the podcast, right? I'll, I'll we'll we'll fix it in post. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay. So here's the last one. This is the last clip I have for everybody tonight, and it is. Probably the least self-aware clip I've ever played on this show. Ever? 
ever. It's Tucker Carlson with Mark Stein. Oh. <laughs> and it's Did he where have a I, serious face on Tucker. Uh, oh, his pouty face, his little pouty face. face. Oh, two little pouty oh, Tucker Carlson oh, so... face. Oh, I miss my bow tie. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- it's where uh, th- this uh, clip comes from, right here. Uh, we are looking at the death of comedy. Oh God, damn it! Oh. God damn it! Okay, so let. Listen to wait. Is that the clip? Oh no, no. It's it's within the clip. That's from that's from the bigger clip. I'm gonna play for you here. So I I love this setup from Tucker Carlson. This is so fucking hilarious. You you have this remarkable ability to stand back and sort of see the big picture here. (laughs) You have this remarkable ability to stand back and see the big picture here. Except he doesn't. As opposed to him. But but the thing is, when with that setup, you have this remarkable, this uncanny ability to see the big picture. Just you stand back and you're like, "What the hell's going on here?" After this White House press briefing, oh my god, you're you're like Nosferatu. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is that what happened? Nosferatu. That was fucking. Is that what I meant? Uh oh no no yeah so uh, anyway a fortune teller you oh my god oh my god you need to tell us what what is happening in the world Mark Stein you you have this remarkable ability to stand back and sort of see the big picture here what are we looking at in these two appearances uh, I think actually we are looking at the death of comedy. Um, oh, God. To, to go to that abortion really? joke, first of all, actually Ed Henry, insofar as it is a joke, uh, Ed actually told it better than the so-called comedian did. What? Uh, it relies on a uh, a sort of word inversion. Don't try it till you knock it, but if you do try it, knock it out. Is that a joke that a professional joke writer should write? I mean, what's fascinating to oh. me is is uh, it's offensive without I, I quite like a lot of sharp edgy so-called dangerous comedy uh, but this stuff is offensive without actually being funny if you look at what she was doing on saturday night uh kellyanne conway uh is a liar and then sarah huckabee sanders is also a liar true and if she'd had time for so-called jokes about mattis and pompeo and sessions and the rest of the cabinet they'd have all been liars too and i what's sad is that this is such defanged comedy you were talking about uh, the caravan exactly. uh, a couple of minutes ago i'd love to hear have jokes about the caravans okay i'm gonna pause it right there of course you would love to have jokes about the caravan at our southern yeah. border <laughs> of course you would love to have jokes about a humanitarian crisis with real children that are dying to try and get into our country escaping persecution and death in their own countries yes you would love that that is conservative comedy right there dead so children funny dead children splayed across the road. Oh, I would love to hear jokes about that. That would be lovely. Oh, my ears would rejoice with song. Oh! That sounds like a, that sounds like a British Skeletor. <laughs> Thank you. Well, there we go. That's Mark Stein, British Skeletor. I would love to hear... Skeletor. Yes! 
play me the jokes about the dead children on the southern border. <laughs> That's what I like. That will cool my comedy cockles. <laughs> and comedy will live forever if we can make racist jokes. Please, do you have any N-word jokes for me? To be ridden of women. I would also like some jokes about the homo sinuals as well. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's have jokes about putting women to death over abortion. <laughs> Those are my favorite kinds. God, yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, but but he he reiterates this is the death of. So anyway, this is the this is the death. Yeah, the death of comedy. Oh, yeah, so the death of comedy. Here you go. Jokes about North Korea. Yeah, uh, Jokes sure. about President Macron. This is a smart, sophisticated Washington crowd in black tie, and they're listening to this woman using the F word, oh. uh, making oh. a joke about how her private parts uh, are, are require a lot more yarn than those pink hats on the Trump parade. This is sophisticated wit for the smartest people in Washington. This is the death of comedy because there, there's nothing the left can make honest jokes about uh, except to mock Republicans as liars or uh, uptight Christian fundamentalists hung up on abortion. Nothing right. else is left. Oh, don't forget, we can make jokes about you being racist, homophobes, uh, misogynists, and uh, any number of things, really. You guys really give us a lot of material. Thank you so much for that, Mark, death of comedy, Stein. We are looking at the death of comedy. You know, and I just wanted to remind everybody, in case you don't remember, Mark Stein actually does know what he's talking about here, because... He did his part to kill comedy a while ago. Do you remember what that was, guys? No. Rain? No. Joe? I don't. Oh. Well, I'm so sorry I have to remind you of this. Oh, no. I thought I saw a pussycat. I thought I saw a pussycat. I no, thought baby. I saw a pussycat. I thought I saw a pussycat. I thought I saw a pussycat creeping up on me. I did. I saw a pussycat as plain as he could be. We are looking at the death of comedy. Fuck you! Fuck you, you stupid fucking asshole! You did that bullshit, taught I taught, putty tat police <laughs> ripoff, and you are criticizing somebody else's comedy? You suck! You didn't even write your own lines! You stole from Looney Tunes, you freak! And you're talking about the death of comedy! Oh my god! God, oh my God, what a um, monumental cyclopean freak. Okay, forever oh. and ever here forward, you monumental cyclopean freak. Yes. Please save that. Please save that as a clip. I will. I will. I will go in and chop it out. That was brilliant. <laughs> like, Seriously. Oh, wow. I taught, I taught, putty tat, a creeping up on me. What? That is the worst novelty song. I would listen to the Monster Mash 50 times a day for the entire year before I had to listen to that whole song once in 10 years. My God. 
I will listen to fucking the, the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater in my sleep for eight hours a night before I had to have one waking moment with I taught I taught putty tat set to generic police music. Oh, the death of comedy, you say? <laughs> and who killed it? Oh, there, it? Seriously, no fucking self-awareness. Tucker Carlson and the monolithic cyclopean moron, Mark Stein. Oh, oh I have this great idea. I, I can stand back and look at the big picture. Look at me. It's the death of comedy. I taught, I taught, booty tat. I taught, I taught, booty tat. Fuck you, know, you the, the thing is, forever. The thing is, you sit and I gotta say this. I, when I hear this guy, the yeah. booty tat guy, just, they are really, really pissed. There are so many men out there that are just pissed that a woman came out and she gave a solid fucking comedic performance she did so she good she really did and she came out and she said it she said everything she said against this administration and there was nothing there was not <laughs> one thing that you can debate that said isn't true and they are pissed about that she was point blank honest about Everything from Sarah to Conway to Trump to Priebus to all right. I'll, well, I'll I'm just, I'm just, Hillary, I'm, but... you know, it's the thing is that I'm really sad that Michelle Wolf didn't actually read the fanfic versions of her jokes before she went and did this, <laughs> that she didn't consult Liz Mayer or I taught, I taught, putty tat, Mark Stein. You know, and all these people, you know, what we're seeing is the death of comedy. <laughs> oh, God. They always Seriously. say it's the death of comedy when it's, you know, comedy. When it's funny. Them. When oh, it's death. funny, oh, it's God. always the death of comedy because, again, but you know what? I, I, I Joe, I'm not sure. What do we have left? We have about um, maybe 16 hours before Dennis Miller has his rebuttal. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's working at it. He's working yeah, at it sure. in his uh, shop. Hey, babe. His hey, joke babe. shop. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Seriously. He's got a little joke bench he works. I almost I, I almost played that shit early in the show, and I'm glad I waited till the end, because seriously, the death of comedy. We are looking at the death of comedy. No, no, I'm just not even going to play anymore. <laughs> anyway, we got to wrap things up because the, uh, and this is a great show. This is a great show. I got to tell you, uh, it, but because if comedy died, nobody let turn up the night. No, because we had a lot of laughs tonight. Yeah. So I still, um, I still would like to clutch Barbara Bush's pearls. Sure. You know, why not? So let's go get our shovels. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in tonight. Thank you, uh, John, Adam, and Francie for calling the program tonight. And, uh, yeah, we got to uh, uh, get to parting shots here so we can listen to the Tim Carmel Show. Uh, looking forward to the latest clown car. What is it, 10 things uh, Trump's lawyer does, uh, uh, Trump doesn't want his lawyer to ask him? Is that it? Top, top 10 things. Trump never wants to hear from his lawyers. Oh, there you go. That's there you right. go. That's Probably right. doesn't want to Plus hear. We have I... a little little commercial thrown in there. Oh, good. For, uh, good. So. Oh, 
for the- high hole duct tape. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. That, that sounds like a useful uh, uh, accoutrement. So, <laughs> if you're a Trump lawyer, it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So, uh, Joe, uh, go ahead and give your parting shot. Uh, if you got anything else, uh, please do tell. Well, did you think that Kanye West couldn't say anything more stupid? Oh, yeah. You know, no, I, I actually um, I got my bar set pretty high for him. Okay. So, okay. Because I think he just did. Oh, good. Oh, yes. He just said that. Four years, four hundred years of slavery was a choice. Well, yeah, that was the clip we played at the in in the first segment. That was now, the te- this man, right? Four hundred years is a choice. Oh yeah, and like, he got his he got his ass handed to him by Van Lathan over that as well. Yeah, I mean, really, Kanye, get a life. <laughs> And you mean, you mean also, Con- Conway Kardashian? Conway Kardashian. Yeah. Also, yeah. we have Trump's legal team is now ready for a subpoena because Mueller told them that if he doesn't sit down, that he's going to subpoena Mr. Trump. Mm. And they are in a hissy fit. <laughs> we love it we love their hissy fits a uh, hissy fit they are in so uh i guess we're headed for one of those constitutional crises uh pretty soon mm, uh well let's see let's see bring it on and uh, you know what i'm saying fuck you know everybody freaking out about pence as, as potus whatever at this point, I don't want to see that orange bastard another day. I hate Pence, but um, at least I don't have you know him in my fucking face every day. So, I know. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, but it, it could happen. And seriously, you know, the the chances of reelection if Trump is impeached and Pence is in uh-huh. the in the White House, you know, uh, very minimized, very minimized. But who knows what kind of damage Pence can do? I don't know. But anyway, Rain, you get the the final shot uh, on tonight's show. What do you got? The final shot is I'm with you about Pence, but I am still wrapping my mind about this whole Boynton um, interview. If if um, if these guys came in and took took all of Trump's uh, medical records, mm-hmm. it's kind of against the law. Yeah. This is kind of a bigger story than I think people realize. Um, if Boinstein point Boinstein Boinstein and I think he's being honest because um there's been you know, other people saying, Yeah, this his story backs this up. I don't know why a year and three or four months after this is becoming a story, but the fact that um Trump's bodyguard went in and said we're taking all of trump's records out of here that breaks hipaa laws and it's a big deal and he told him he had to take down the picture of him and trump that was in his waiting room yeah what was that all about yeah that uh, yes that is part of the story but yeah it's the records it's the records being yeah well mm -hmm. i feel like that's a big deal and we're gonna hear more about it yeah 
So that's my parting shot. And mm. Trump still sucks. Yeah. And um, and I'm sorry if I came across as downplaying Pence uh, uh, cat because I'm not LGBTQ plus wasn't my intention. Uh, but, you know, that I'm just saying it, they're both in there right now. I think the chances of uh, a, a reelection of, of Pence are, you know, uh, a lot less likely than. Yeah. I, a re-election I of Trump, and uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I don't mean to upset or offend anybody by saying that. But anyway, that's all I got. We'll be back on Friday with uh, more turn up the night, and uh, yeah, next uh, Resistor Sisters. I'll be on Resistor Sisters talking about uh, some of the lamest uh, human beings and Trump cultists uh, on the face of the earth. The uh, oh, what the incel? Uh, yeah, the incels, the involuntary celibate. Oh, my God. You want the worst people on the face of the planet? I'll tell you about them tomorrow, of course, with Rain, Susan, and Heidi. Uh, but, yeah. That, uh, yes. Do they have a softball got. team? Uh, no, we're working on it, though. We just okay. need to get uh, see what uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is up to. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to uh, end the show. We'll see everybody uh, on Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. We are <laughs> looking at the death of comedy. I saw a pussy cat. I thought 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 I saw a pussy cat a creeping up on me. I did. I saw a pussy cat as plain as he could be. It wasn't funny. It was stupid.